The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle that rest of my life is so hard? I need a photo opportunity. I want to shout at redemption. No want to add up a cartoon in the cartoon graveyard. We're playing this, um, this, the, the, I'm going to say superior version of the hit song, You Can Call Me Owl. This is literally, obviously you know who this is, this is Little Rose, featuring Ruby Prophet. Bone digger, bone digger. This is great, this is like, this has taken all of the good elements of the Paul Simon song and removed all of that African nonsense and, and, and revealed it to be the classic dance track we always knew it was. So me and Catherine went and saw uh, Paul Simon at the weekend at High Park, along with about 150,000 other people. And he was rubbish. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. You think that's harsh? He wasn't rubbish. He wasn't great. He was enjoying himself. Hey, I, do you know what? Me saying he wasn't great, that's not true. He had moments of greatness in the set. Moments of great beauty, of enlightenment, of of joy, of nostalgia, of harmony, of, of, playing, of magic. Of playing a song the way people would recognise it. He did a reggae version of Bridge Over Troubled Waters. A reggae. And the thing is, they had a piano there. I could have, the bloke could have just played it on They did a reggae version. Ian standing next to me, muttering under his breath, how dare he? I was how disgusting. Dare he? It was great. It was, he played for about two and a half hours. Right. And um, he talks weird. Doesn't he? Well, he's had Ian. some work done. Well, he's uh, he's had. I mean, his face is high, high, um, and he, his voice. We thought he was doing a voice for a bit until about the fourth link. We went, oh no, he's actually talking like that. It, I, I think he. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say he was drunk because I don't want to get sued by the Graceland's touring machine. But he was certainly a little bit um, woozy. Maybe the sun. sun. Maybe the sun had affected him. Right. I would say, you can tell me, Catherine, whether I'm right or wrong. 70 per, um, 70% so-so. No, okay. 60% so-so. No. 50, 55% so-so. Mm-hmm. 15% awful. What does that leave us? 30% sublime yes does that sound about yeah. right do those stats sound about right yeah 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 i was trying to work it out in my head i reckon out of every seven songs there'd be one belter 
And then there'd be two that are acceptable. The last encore, the encore encore, um, I don't applaud, I don't applaud for encores anymore because you know what's happening. The encore encore was, was great because he comes out and he did, I'm sitting by the railway station, got a ticket for my, d-. did that beautifully. He's a great guitar player. Doesn't get a lot of credit for his guitar. He's a great guitar player. He did that. He did, um... He's got Picker's fingernails. He has. He's got long fingernails. Uh, he did that. He did Mother and Child Reunion. He did something else good. And then he finished Call with... Call me out. Everyone loved that. That wasn't, no, that wasn't the Encore Encore. Oh. It's not the Encore Encore. The Encore Encore was, was Homeward Bound. Um, Sound Ma- of Silence was the last one. Mother and Child Reunion. Something else. And then the Sound of Silence. And that was... That 20 minutes was like, oh, yes. That's almost worth the uh, £150 a ticket. But um, you can call me out was great. Flipping it, he's he's he's, and I, I don't want to be. I'm not a racist, but oh god, uh, no, because I I didn't like any of the African stuff, and I knew that was going to be a big bulk of the African stuff, right? I I just I just didn't like his take on African sound. I'm going to be honest, I don't really like African music, right? I don't. I'm I'm dissing a whole continent's music. I don't really likely, so I don't really like it. So call me Steve Bannon for goodness sakes. Call me Tommy Robinson, but I don't dig African music. But then he snuck in an Indian song as well. Oh, blimey. Um, so, you know, it was great. Uh, there were some kids smoking a doobie, and I thought, yeah, that's about right, actually, because Paul Simon was a big advocate of the... Uh, the first I was angry, and I thought, nah, uh, they're kids. They're smoking a doobie. At, uh, they're smoking a J at a PS concert. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And also, the whole thing had been settled to be a music festival. So there was the one group with the doobie, and there was one girl with her baps out. But she yeah. covered her nipples Apparently, with, like, crosses of tape. It's the nipple that is the obscene part of the breast, because if you cover the nipple, you don't need a bra. Um, so Paul Simon was, was, I would say, mainly... Hang on a second. We just need to, to have a word from our sponsors. Go ahead, Picture Phil. Today, this is Wally Dingo with your Aussie Rules Roundup. In weekend action, it was Essendon over the Suns, Melbourne over the Bulldogs, the Lions over the Hawks, the Eagles over Collingwood, the Suns, oh, the Swans, I do apologise, over North Melbourne, St Kilda over Colton, and Adelaide over those Cats. I'll see you next week. Till then, check out another Aussie film classic, The Postcard Bandit, with oh. Tom Long and Anne Byron. I'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Um... I, I mean, he's a wee fella. His face looks weird. I don't get plastic surgery. I really don't get it. Unless you have been... Well, there was a moment where he went, oh, I don't like it when he waves his arms around. I don't like oh, his no. Arms. He's got, like, um, bingo wings. Well, and I said, well, that's the only original part of him. Well, uh, <laughs> he shouldn't have been wearing a short sleeve T-shirt. I liked his medallion. He had a little medallion. I like that. Um, he talked funny. His face looked funny. He sang a load of crappy songs. Apart his from eyebrows that, were strange. His eyebrows were eyebrows were very very strange. Um, but there were some great. So this was at the, this big concert in Hyde Park. One hundred and fifty thousand people. I'm guessing. I don't know. We got we we're in the gold circle, and it was a good old day. We got there just to see like the last thirty minutes of Bonnie Raitt, which is enough Bonnie Raitt for me. I like Bonnie Raitt. She was good though. Thirty minutes for me is great, and we watched that from quite a distance because we got there. We were hungry, so of course we stopped off to have a traditional festival. Um, pie chips and, and gravy. In the heat, the sweltering heat. It was boiling, man. We had this massive pie. I just fancied it. Then we went up and we got quite close and we saw... Oh, we saw James Taylor. Sublime. James Taylor. Now, fair play, right? Paul Simon's doing a two and a half hours. Unless he comes out and does hit, hit, hits and all Simon and Garfunkel stuff, he was going str- he was going to struggle. Yes, he disappeared up his ass and played a few songs that didn't really sound like songs. 
But Taylor was doing, James Taylor was doing 70 minutes and, and, and well done. At no point did he go, and I would have welcomed it if he'd done it a couple of times. At no point did James Taylor go, well, here's one from my new album. And I would have been all right with that a couple of times. It's the price you pay. He did a 70-minute greatest hits set, and it was stunning. He came out, I um, can't remember what the first song was, but um, I, I, I'd forgotten how much I loved James Taylor as a teenager. And I used to, 14, 15, I loved the man. And I've never seen him live. First song was Carolina. Carolina in my mind. I'm good. And I got, I got a tear in my eye. I yeah. choked up a bit. And i tell you what was great. And, 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 the third song was, was You've Got a Friend. I'm thinking, flipping heck, he's dropping You've Got a Friend at number three. And there was a bit about halfway through, three quarters of the way through, he sang Sweet Baby James. Oh, oh what a song. What a song. And I tell you what was beautiful, right? And and so he was doing Sweet Baby James. That would have been about quarter to seven. So it was still very bright, very hot daylight. And I nudged Kath and said, that, that woman, two, two rows, two people in front of us, she's having a little cry. And then I said, oh, and that woman directly behind her is having a little... That woman over there is... A, and we saw in our immediate vicinity three, three women, three young women, I would say, sort of mid-twenties, like mid to late-twenties, three young women openly weeping at James Taylor singing Sweet Baby James. And I thought it was absolutely beautiful. There was three in our immediate vicinity. So there must have been, there were hundreds of people would have been, at least, maybe even a couple of thousand people, in tears at that song. And I was making up stories that their dad sang it to them when they were babies, or, you know, all that. I don't, who knows what the backstory was, but... I thought it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And another beautiful moment, right? It was a long old day, and it was a hot day. And we saw, we saw James Taylor, then we, we kind of went all the way back, and we got some Cokes and some waters, and then we came back to pretty much the same spot. And um, during Paul Simon, uh, maybe about three rows, three depths of people in front of us, I saw, a, I noticed a dad... And he had two lads with him. And one I would say was 13 and one I would say was nine. Complete guess. And, you know, there were huge, you know, there was a 30-minute stretch of that Paul Simon concert. That was tedious. You know. Musicians were very talented, but... Boring. Oh. It was like watching Dire Straits. It was it was rock by numbers. It was boring. And I could see, the, the, I just clocked this guy with his kids and, and, and saw them getting a bit restless. I thought, well, oh, they're not going to make it to the end. And then the very last song, Sound of Silence, or is it Sounds of Silence? It's listed differently. Isn't that interesting? No one knows if it's the Sound of Silence or sound, the Sounds of Silence. Who knows? And he says the different thing in, in the song. And I looked, it was the last song, and it was dark, and it was still really warm. It was like being in the Mediterranean, and it was beautiful, right? There was this dad, and on his left was his 13-year-old son, and in between was his 9-year-old son, and they all had their arms around each other. And I saw this dad, see that they were all singing, all three of them were singing, I saw that as well, and I saw the two boys looking at the stage, and I saw the dad looking at his two boys and singing The Sound of Silence, and I thought, yeah... I've, I know exactly what you're going through. I don't, I've got a pretty good idea of what you're going through. Because I've done the same thing when I've taken my boys to see the Beach Boys. And when I took my son, my eldest son, when he was... Man, he, he wasn't even six then. It was like a month before he was six to see the monkeys, I think. Maybe a month before... His, anyway. Um, and I know what it's like. Maybe it's slightly different as a dad. I don't know. 
we can maybe get into that. And by the way, if you want to join in, 0344-499-1000. Maybe, well, maybe if you're a mum or a dad or you're a son or a daughter and you have been to a concert that's important to your mum or dad, you know, l- l- do let us know what it was like and why it was important and how it felt like it felt. I wonder if it is slightly different for dads. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. But the joy of, for example... The Beach Boys, being with the Beach Boys, singing while well, they're singing God Only Knows, which is such a beautiful song. I, I, I mean, it was the first song at my wedding, but that to one side, it, it's a re- you know, it's an incredible song, and it's, it's always been very powerful for me. And he, he, hearing them singing, hearing them singing that, and having, and it's the point of having physical contact with the boys. They are in different seats, but I made sure I was touching one boy on the leg, and I had one boy on the shoulder. It's the physical contact while that you know a good song it's like someone casting a spell on stage they're casting a spell on stage and for two and a half three minutes they've created this bubble that you that that, you know five thousand or sweet baby james one hundred fifty thousand people can all share this bubble at the same moment and and it's magic man you can feel magic passing between yourself and and you know and suddenly i was I was 13 years old listening to God Only Knows for the first time and, and I was thinking about my marriage and I was t- 25 and, and I was thir- and I was, I was travelling through time and I had the two most important people with me. We were all sharing this experience. Or oh, when good vibrations played. Or oh, when I was with my eldest and he fell asleep but they were singing Daydream Believer and Mickey Dolenz was singing it to my son even though he was asleep and I was holding him magic and i saw that with that dad i thought it's absolutely beautiful that dad with his two boys arms all in a line tightly around each other singing the sound of silence it was great wasn't it who won though taylor or simon taylor yes easy, easy. no competition Hands down it was taylor it was beautiful he was charming he was engaged with the audience you know i got the feeling that Paul Simon's mind was wandering half the time. Well, and 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 luckily no one had snuck backstage to wave a little bit of um, Lady Brown underneath James Taylor's nose because I know it's I know it's forty five years, but man alive, she is a, a wicked temptress, and I just don't know how he would. Both great voices, James Taylor. Um, well, he was still getting the. I wonder if they changed the keys of their songs. I know McCartney doesn't, but some of these sometimes older people just go a couple of keys lower down. So they, could, I don't know. I don't know. It sounded like the records to me. Um, and James Taylor had an old man voice. I suspect there are new teeth in there somewhere because it kind of had that sort of lippy element. But his voice was incredible, wasn't it? And I thought Paul Simon's after sort of song three or four when he'd warmed up it. The first couple, I thought, oh. This is going to be a little bit ropey. His voice is great. Song three or four, it was it was up there, man. It was totally up there. Incredible scenes, incredible. A few people came and said hello to me, hello to, and a few people didn't, but just pointed at me rudely. Up yours, someone someone um, pointed at me and went, Richard. I said, no, 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 he's in a coma. I'm someone else. Um, although he's out of the coma, Richard Bacon, I hear, which is great news. Anyway, we're we're wittering and we're we're, we're twattering away here. If you'd like to join us, oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand, the late night alternative on Talk Radio. It's electric, it's eclectic, it's always rule free. It's the late night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. So we've titled um, tonight's Periscope stream. Steve Bannon fillets himself. Now, Steve Bannon is a white supremacist, racist and arsehole, um, former advisor to Donald Trump. And for some reason, I don't know if he has a book out or whatever, but he's doing the rounds. And people are... Um, uh, can you look, see if that camera's unplugged? Because I think it's unplugged and I'm, I, I, I couldn't really 
give it. Which, which camera? This camera, this camera here, this camera here. Um, you have to come around this way. I think it's unplugged. Um, so Steve Bannon is doing the rounds, and he was on LBC defending Tommy Robinson, saying he's the backbone of the camera. If you follow that lead. Is that? No, don't follow that. Follow that lead all the way down and all the way around. Yeah, it's that. It's that. Can, can you just check that that's plugged in? Is it, is it unplugged there? Yeah, push. Right. Jesus. Play a jingle, play a jingle. Experience the unconventional, Evening, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox exactly. with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On talk radio. So Steve Bannon's doing the rounds, okay, and he's a horrible, he's a white supremacist, okay, massive racist, anti-Semite, um, hates blacks, hates Muslims, hate, hates everything, right? hates Jews, hates the Jews. Oh man, the Jews! Wow, Bannon hates those guys. Um, and for some reason, people are, people are inviting him on their show. Well, I know what reason, because it will it will generate great content. No, don't don't give. He's he's got his own mouthpiece. It's called Paul Joseph Watson, and and and, and he uses that mouthpiece in every which way he can. Um, so you let them let him go on Breitbart. You let him do all that, but don't don't normalise him by putting him on LBC. I, he may have been on this station. God, I hope not. Um, he's on the BBC. Don't just don't give him a mouthpiece. It's horrible, obnoxious, normalising white supremacy. You know. Um, so I gave the title to the, peri- the Periscope. Um, Steve Bannon fellates himself. I don't know why. We were talking about self-fellatio last week. See, Bannon's in my head. I just put it in there. It doesn't mean anything. It's not a joke. not really a joke. It's meaningless. Dan Shepard at the cartel. In capitals because he's shouting it. You should stick to being in the jungle, Ian. Politics isn't your thing. That's in relation to Steve Bannon fellates himself. <laughs> Well, it, that's not politics. That's human gymnastics. That's that's gymnastics. Well, oh, gymnastics are human. I don't, don't need that word. It's also gym- highly improbable when you look at Steve Bannon. That's gymnastics. So uh, go and say hello, everyone, to at the cartel. Um, Why is he following us? Oh well, here's well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I did something. Uh, I did two crazy things on Saturday night. Two really crazy things. One of them was I watched. The Couple's Retreat starring Vince Vaughn. That guy's great. That guy's great. He can get a comedy out of a really dull, lifeless, cliched, slightly sexist scenario. He can get a great comedy out of that. He can get a 5.6 out of 10 out of that. I think he makes tedious bro movies. He's too old for it. Beautiful. Great. I love it. As you say, he plays a man baby. And I went, yeah, fantastic. This film was great because... Uh, everyone in it had to strip off. Well, the men were wearing long shorts and the women were wearing bras and sexy panties. Yeah. So I watched that. So that was a crazy thing. The other crazy thing I did, and I'm I'm going to announce it. Something may happen. Nothing may happen. I had 785 people blocked on my Twitter feed. I unblocked all of them. Why? I unblocked all of them. It took an hour because you got to do it one by one. I unblocked them all. Sorry. So this control of the Twitter thing is working brilliantly. Oh, this is part of it. Oh, this is... Whoa, this is part of it. This is part of it. Have I tweeted today? Did I tweet over the weekend? No. Oh, control. I've unblocked everyone. I've unmuted everyone. 
Because, and I'll tell you why. Because I believe in giving people a second chance. So I have taken it upon myself to give everybody on Twitter a second chance. And I've unblocked them. And so far, so far, it's going all right. They haven't noticed you've unblocked them. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, but though the Twitter control is great, it feels like a great purge just doing it. Because I just think there's a lot of people. And it feels like it's just a great purge. Didn't use Twitter, I don't think, over the... I don't think I used it. I might have used it Saturday evening to try and sell a couple of tickets to the show in Manchester, of which there are only nine tickets left. Um, and, uh, and that's it. And it feels great. No, Twitter's great. I'm not checking it in the middle of the night anymore. Um, the other day I was, I was out. Cause I haven't got Twitter on my phone anymore. So the other day I went out and I came back and normally I check Twitter. And I, go, didn't, I didn't check it. I didn't check it. I went back out again a couple of hours later and didn't check it. This is great, man. I'm free of the beast. Okay, now this is the moment where you got to watch it. What's it? The what do they call it? The pink cloud. I'm not pink clouding. I'm not pink clouding. No, it's great, and it's making me more productive and um, so much more focused uh, with my kids. Oh man, the focus with my kids is great. We went out Saturday was a tough old day, as you know, because I sent you a series of, of WhatsApp messages, Catherine, saying I'm having a breakdown. I'm in my car in floods of tears. I want to kill someone, and I'm having a breakdown. Um, but then I recovered from that, and I took the kids out to see a nice nice play based on a Jacqueline Wilson story, but the Polka Theatre in Wimbledon, which is a great theatre for kids, and for adults, great theatre, lovely story for kids, but it had me in pieces at the end. We went out for, and I was I was there with them the whole time. It was Sue Blooming Perb. Yesterday, when we were um, at the concert, hardly checked my phone at all. It was incredible. Freeing, love it. More present. I was able to irritate you intensely, yeah. More often. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We only had one call then, and they dropped off. Could be a slow night. I'm absolutely cool with that. Here's the thing. Um, there were loads of people. It was in Hyde Park, right? And the Gold Circle, you pay a bit more and you get up a bit closer, but you don't get as close as Dime as Platinum. And um, there were people that had like um pick picnic blankets out like what one person was sat on a picnic blanket that would have easily sat four right with lying down actually lying down before the concert started and then when the concert started they stood up on their picnic blanket but they still lifted there and people respected that's yeah. I wouldn't have respected that space. There were loads of them out. Now bearing in mind the rules, I mean we abided by the rules. Yeah. That said you were only la- you weren't allowed to take any food in. It said no chairs. And people were on chairs. Outrageous, outrageous behaviour. Let us go to Wasim. Good evening, Wasim. <laughs> Good evening. Ian. Uh, yes. What do you want? Uh, we're going to talk about sugar, the sugar tax and politics, but. Instead, I want to talk about something. I had a dream last night about your show, mate. Okay. Yeah, and it's really strange because your show got taken over by Mo. 
Okay. Here's the thing. Just keep speaking. Unless there's a question that I have to answer. Uh, <coughs> this is a tip for all. This isn't just having a go at you, Wasim. This is a tip for everyone. Just keep speaking. And if there's a point that, that I feel like interjecting, I will. will. Or if there's a question, yeah, cool. then that's great. Cool. But otherwise, don't do a sentence. Then wait for me to go, uh-huh. Just speak. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, so basically I had a dream that Malta called his show uh, for the day. Well, he didn't take over, but I think he gave him an opportunity. And uh, he was produced, being produced by Ken. And they put on Bon Jovi like a prayer. Uh huh. Yes, I just thought I'd share that with you. you did, but you didn't have that dream, though. You just made it up. No, I did have a dream. Swear on your life, you had that dream. I swear on my life. My life's not really worth much anyway. So. Okay. Well, in that case, um, but you wanted to talk about the sugar tax. Here's yeah, can I just yeah. say, there is nothing right. Nothing more boring than someone else's dream. Just look at Martin Luther King. That's a joke. There is nothing no, more boring. On, there is nothing. Uh, there is nothing more boring than someone else's dream. Whenever someone says, "Oh man, I got to tell you about this dream I had last night," it's like, Jesus, no, you don't. Because, all right, so you were asleep, and in your sleep state, where anything is possible, some weird things happened. Well, I don't. Unless, unless you're a hot lady, or you know what? Maybe even a hot guy saying, oh, "We had a se- we had a sexy dream." And it's got me thinking, maybe we should go and have a sexy time. I, I'm not, even then, I'm not really that interested. I just, well, just don't tell me your dreams. No one should tell you. Well, Catherine, do you want to hear my dreams? No. No, of course not. You're my best mate. No one wants, to, unless you, 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 like, unless it's like the ninth, the, the, um, uh, the 10th of September 2001, and you go, man, I had this dream. There were these two, two aeroplanes, and they crashed into these big, it was like these sort of two towers, like these sort of twin towers, and these planes. Unless it's a dream like that, I couldn't care less. It's got to be potentious, we'll see. Yeah, it, that wasn't potentious. He's gone. He's put the phone down. Flipping yeah, heck, man. He said his monologue. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Have busted. we got? A, have we got? A, have we got one? Let's do it. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Mike Stewart's not digging the show. At pirate underscore radio underscore DJ. Oh, Oh, I bet he talks like that, Meg. Oh, God, what happened to you, Ian Lee? I liked you. You used to be funny. Now it's like listening to Pain Dry. All right, Mike, let's just see. Oh, you've got 125 followers and I bet your life is a complete and utter failure. Well done. Keep keep going, Mike. Keep, <laughs> keep smiling. Keep keep on keep on working, Mike. Keep on keeping on. One day at a time, brother. You miserable git. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. As a society, partly because of people like Mike, and um, partly because of that Dan, and partly because of Steve Bannon and and Tommy Robinson, but all of these different Trump and and Johnson and Theresa May and and all of these all of these people, right? All of these people, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, what's saying? What do you want, man? You can't just keep coming and going. No, no, mate. The phone got cut off. All right, well, quickly, let's get to the point because I'm I'm doing the thing now. Oh, no, no, nothing. I just don't want to let you know the phone got cut off. All right, well, yeah. Jesus. Ah, oh, man. By the way, this can I just can I just clarify the rule, Catherine? Because you, you're guilty of breaking this rule. If a if person A phones person B. And if at any point that phone call dies, lack of signal ever, it's person A's responsibility to phone back, not person B's. Because what happens is, person A, let's call him Ian, phones up person B, Catherine, 
and then the phone conversation dies. So then person A follows the rules to, to re-phone person B. But person B has taken it upon herself to phone person A, Kath- Ian. Catherine is phoning Ian. And what that means is we both go to voicemail. So there's like two minutes from going, oh, come okay. on. I promise from now on never to call you. Perfect. I can work with that. I can work with those stats. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Because of people like that, right? It has become acceptable to be meaner and to be nastier, right? It's acceptable to be nasty, horrid, and mean to people. Now, Twitter. We'll talk about what happened to you on Friday in a minute, Catherine, because this is incredible, right? But Twitter. Okay. First of all, I would say the first kind of online thing was were, were online forums where people could sign up under an assumed name, and this was in the nineties about 96 97 chat rooms and online forums right where people could sign up under an assumed name you know thor 69 whatever and go and and slag off someone famous or or in the chat rooms just pick on someone picks up find someone in the chat room and you pick on them and you destroy them right and and it's kind of grown and twitter is a distillation of, of of chat rooms and of internet forums and it's now the perfect medium for being mean it's a mean deum right because you can be listening to let's say you listen to a radio show and instantly you can send a message to the presenter of the show the co-host of the show the producer of the show the technical operator of the show the boss of the station the station's boss's boss the agent of it you can send a tweet and include all those people in and go this is crap and I hate you all and I want you to die. You can do that instantly without any thought. It takes you 20 seconds to type that. It's gone. It's out in space. It's gone. The person that sent it is gone. They're on to the next thing, right? But that 20 seconds to write that, that can that can be sent by, that can be sent to, let's say, six people, right? All of those six people are going to have a different emotional response to that. I, I tend to, I don't so much at the moment, which is great, but I have on occasion taken these things very, very much to heart. I know that sometimes you do, Catherine, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, you know, being the tough nut. Sometimes you, if you're a little bit wobbly, they get you. They just go around the ribs and go straight into the heart. Um, my boss tends to laugh them off. Uh, I'm sure his boss doesn't even give, you know, but it, everyone has a slightly different emotional reaction to it. And you can say anything. Um, Nadia, the um, Bake Off. Was it Bake Off? Yeah. Bake Off winner. Um, who I follow on Twitter. She didn't, never made me that strawberry flan. But it doesn't matter. I follow her on Twitter. And she's, we, we kind of texted each other for a bit. We don't now. Um, I sent the last one. Um, and, and she's got a new series starting tonight right, on, on the TV. Not my cup of tea. I probably won't watch it. But it's nice for her. Good for her. She seems like a very, very nice person from, from what I can gather. Delightful human being. Suffers from anxiety massively. Has panic attacks. Uh, Jack, stay there. I'll come to you in a minute. Loads of people going, well, why has a Muslim woman got a cookery show? Wow. Did you, did you see these tweets? Why is Someone tweeted Ian Dale from LBC. I saw that why, one. Why do, you think, why do you think this Muslim woman has got a show when there are plenty of other good cooks out there that haven't got shows? So quite apart from the fact that she is by far the most charming of the Bake yeah. Off contestants yeah. of recent times and she's approachable and she's pretty. I mean, she's yeah. very pretty and talented. Yeah. 
what else do you want us to say? Oh, I know exactly what you want us to say. Uh, oh, because oh, she's, she's a bloody Muslim and it's political correctness gone mad. Ian Dale wrote a great reply. I do like Ian Dale. I disagree with him quite a bit on politics, but he's a, I, I like him. He's always been very charming to me. He wrote something along the lines of, I don't know, maybe it's because she was engaging and warm and people really took yeah, to her. I'm was. looking forward to watching it. And she gets this stuff all the time. Uh, well, you don't know. I, I don't know. From her. people who think that they've got the hot take yeah. and they're the first person to point this stuff out. And what's great about her is she'll engage with them very calmly, very rationally. Yeah. She'll engage with them. And she said to this person, would you have sent that to a, you know, a white man? Or, so she engages. So, so, so open Islamophobia is acceptable. Lo- uh, homophobia is acceptable again. There's lots of... I saw a little thing about this online. There's lots of memes of Putin... And Trump being gay for each other. Well, that's that's homophobia. That's that's saying that that two blokes. And of course, you know, you can we can all guess at what their relationship is. A lot of people think it's a relationship based on corruption and control. But to suggest that that's that is is any way homoerotic, you know, that that's kind of homophobic. Say these two blokes have got a weird relationship. They must be bent. That's that's what that is. And the number of women. You know, people, the, the abuse I got just for crying on TV. Oh, well, whatever. You know, the number of women that get sent dick pics and, and uh, I'm going to rape you, bitch. We had a call on the show last Thursday from someone who I suspect was, was quite high on, on prescribed painkillers. I don't think it was Thursday. And um, some of you heard it. Some of you heard the uncensored call on, on, on YouTube. And um, it, it, he phoned up to thank me and Catherine for helping him through a tough time and through a tough winter. And all of that. And and then he called Catherine a bitch. Now, at first, I thought it was I thought it was misplaced banter. I thought he just completely misjudged the tone and a quick, you know, oi, mate, steady on. That ain't acceptable. Would have got him going. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't mean it like that. You know, bitch is a strong word, but perhaps it was a misjudge of tone. And so I did. I, I, I kind of was, was taken aback and I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, whoa, mate, steady on. Come on. That's my best mate you're talking about. Let's just, you know, maybe you want to apologise. And he said, no, no, I don't want to apologise. I stick by that. So what I did was I told him to F off and then I pressed the dump button and we got rid of him. Uh, but the fact that he was so <clears throat> easily prepared to phone up a radio station and say to a woman he'd never met, you're a bitch. Right. And that—that that is a strong word, and it can be a "oh, you're such a bitch." You know, it can—it can be kind of a slightly frothy, fl- throwaway word. But in that context, he might as well have said the c word. You know, you're right. It, it was—it was loaded I don't think with it anger. It's a throwaway word when it's used against a woman you don't know. No, I—I I, uh, thank you. I, okay, no, I take that on board completely. I do take that on board completely. But I was shocked by it, and afterwards, I know we were messaging each other after. I felt bad that I had given him the benefit of the doubt, and had um given him an opportunity but that must have been horrible i know it upset you it did it, it got you on a wobble it did because um it was just so shocking like that level of aggression from someone who up to that point seemed like he was going for <clears throat> gratitude i mean yeah. and also i know i don't deserve that i know i don't deserve no, that no, not at all um and i haven't it just puzzles me why some people feel that they can say the first thing that comes to their mind because they're just being themselves, just being honest. Actually, it's bloody rude. And, sorry to interrupt, do you want to say something else? No, but I also think 
cowardly targeting a woman. Yeah. Um, there's almost a point. There's not really a point. We're just talking about how mean this is, is, has kind of grown and has become accept- acceptable again. Um, the reason that we are not... If you watch us on Periscope, we've turned off the chat. And it will be turned off permanently now because I can't monitor it. And and, and most people on there are good people. Um, but there were a couple, someone called, again, no one's using their real names, none the wiser. There's this Onion character who's been, who used to email me at the start and when it was quite charming, you know, charming little bit of fun at the very, very start. And I've had a few emails with this person about a year ago. But they were laughing at the bitch and going, yeah, she is a bit. They were kind of supportive. So supporting that comment. So because of that, you know, we've just shut down the chat on the Periscope. If you want to, if you want to chat, go to the YouTube channel. There is, um, there is a, a small minority of people who will say that they've been following you for years in particular, who've got a real bee in their bonnet about me. Yep. Um, and just uh, voice it all the time because they feel there's. I think there's a strong element of jealousy in there. Yeah, yeah. So but what they don't realise is. This is our show. Um, and, and I'm not picking, you know, we're, we're singling out Catherine there just because she's here an example. But but this is everywhere now. And maybe you want to phone up. And if you want to phone up and share your stories of it, 0344 499 1000. This meanness um, that, that is kind of pervading everywhere. Meanness bordering on and sometimes crossing over into actual nastiness. And misogyny, homophobia, racism, Islamophobia. Uh, all kinds of things because we're just speaking our mind if i want to call out someone i, I am just it's free speech okay well free speech has consequences do you remember last week we were looking at a story um about how wolf whistling is set to become a crime that's a kind of a made-up story because wolf whistling isn't set to become a crime but harassing women in the street of which wolf whistling is is a, is a small part of that harassing women in the street and being a, a verbally vocally aggressive um is possibly going to become a hate crime and rightfully so and the star were going well this is outrageous There's nothing wrong with it and i'm sure that you know i'm sure that there were other presenters on this station and other stations go well this is just a good bit of british banter but I'm going to ask Catherine to tell us what happened to her on her way home on Friday, right? And uh, this is horrendous, right? This is horrendous. And, and I genuinely think this is, that's the next step up from wolf whistling. Good, what, this, this was on the way home. Yeah, so it's like half past one in the morning. Um, I'm driving through London, part of London I'm not familiar with because there have been diversions in place. So I'm trying to work out, I'm desperately trying to work out where it was. Um, because I know that there are people listening to this who will say it didn't happen. So I want to give you as many specifics as possible. But I know that I'd driven down Marlebone Road and I'd taken I'd taken a, a, a left off there and I was at some lights. I think it was the lights that you turn right onto and you end up going down uh, towards St. John's Wood, that kind of okay. way. So... No, there's not very many people on the road at that time. I stick a podcast on or I listen to the radio on the way home and, um, you know, and just try and decompress from the show. So I'm driving home. I've been driving for about half an hour. Stop at these lights and I become aware of this other car. I drive a Mini and there was another Mini next to me. 
and they were honking their horn and they were really close and you know you get that feeling that kind of sixth sense that someone's trying to on mm. well, trying to your attention the no, beep in the horn you could tell they were looking at me yeah, and yeah. i think there were two guys in there but there was the the driver was the main one because yeah. he was hanging out of the window i was wow. trying to ignore them but i was just really conscious that they were closer than just being in the car right so I mean, I mean, I had past one. What, what could they possibly tell me? First of all, I checked my lights were on and everything, and it wasn't anything that I needed to know from them safety-wise, but I just thought they'd be an idiots. So I ignored them, and they kept on honking, and then I kind of looked across and, and saw that there was two guys there and thought, right, yeah, they are being dicks. And then they pulled across in front of my car. Wow. So that their car was not quite blocking me, but... And bear in mind the lights are red at this point. It was like a good portion of the front right hand side of their bonnet was across my car, so I couldn't avoid looking at them. Yeah. And he hung out of his window and he was like being suggestive and making kissing gestures. And um, wow. uh, and I was like, inside I was thinking it was all, all happened so fast. I was thinking, really, I can't believe this. And I kind of looked at him wearily and went, "Come on, mate." Yeah. Just then the the um tr- the uh, lights changed i had to drive around him because he wasn't moving i had wow. to drive around him to get away at which point i'm looking in the mirror to make sure he's not following me because then the, the next thing isn't it if they start following me what do i do you can go drive to a police station i guess yeah, yeah. um when you said to me i told you about it afterwards and you said to me oh did you get a picture and it was like at that point they were no, so close course. to me both times i couldn't have got a plate anyway no, of course not because it would and have also been... in that moment where my hands are off the wheel getting a photo they could get out of the car oh, no exactly and you you did the right thing I was just thinking it would be so delicious to have put that number oh, plate God, online yeah. and found out who those arseholes I were. Wish. But, but you, I wish. But you were really, you were really upset by it. I was. It was one of those moments where, as I drew, drove, drove away, I thought, did I do the right thing? They could do that to someone else. What if it hadn't been me? I mean, I yeah. kind of acted cool, even though inside I was panicking a little bit. I wasn't panicking, but it was that moment where you know you feel the rage bubbling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, but I kept it cool and sort of acted like, come on, come on, mate, you know, don't be ridiculous. But actually, I was thinking, what if it had been an older one? They couldn't have seen me. So all this, oh. oh, you're gorgeous, all this bollocks. They couldn't have seen me anyway. It wasn't a flattery thing, not even a misplaced flattery thing. It was, I can see a woman on her own in a car. I, I, I can smell tits and a vagina. <laughs> that's it, though. I mean, that, that, what that's what been, it is. What if it had been my sister or my mum or, you know, or a younger woman? Or you had a kid in the back. That, that, you know, and, or, or, or a woman that something has happened to. Or what if it had just been you? Do you know what I mean? It was you and it happened to you and that is awful. And I was upset because it's my mate. And you were upset, and you guys just said, look, just get home, and we'll talk when you get home. Mm-hmm. And you were upset when you messaged me, and the next day it obviously had an impact on you, and you were a little bit grey. I'm just bloody furious about it, because it's that thing of, I don't see myself as being any less of a person because I wasn't born with a penis. And I'm a bit pissed off that I'm a 40-year-old woman, and I'm still having to deal with this shit. Um, why are we telling this? Because it's just... I don't know, really. There's, I, I, it, it's just this meanness and this bullying and this... I mean, who in their right mind thinks it's acceptable to see a woman in a car, whether it's one bloke or two blokes, and go, right, well, let, let's try and scare her? What? what, what or did they think I was going to go, yeah, come on then, lads, let's go and what, have it off? What? What, who, <laughs> what, what, is, what is the thinking behind that? man what's the thinking behind that so yeah i think it's great this thing about banning wolf whistling and all of that but remember that's the second time something like that's happened to me on the way home from work yeah. do you remember that time they were just driving alongside me peering yeah. in through the window yeah 
this is nuts, man. You know, there are some great, beautiful, wonderful people in the world, and some, most of them, you know, most of you are those great and beautiful, kind people, and that's great. And we don't want this to be a, we're not scaremongering, we're not um, trying to create fear and tension. I just, just asking the question: When, how, why is it so acceptable to be mean, to be nasty, to bully? And your examples of it, Gerard's calling in. Yes, that's great news. I can cross that one off here. Uh, your examples of it, and what do we? Is there, can we stop it? Also, I dare someone to come up and say again, because you hear it every day. Oh, it's gone too far now. Women yeah. have got the power. Poor, poor men. No, no, no. All right, when women can walk down the street at night without carrying their keys like Wolverine, then we'll talk about who's who's in charge. Um, we've got some phone calls. We've got Jack. We've got Roger. We've got Dion. We've got Gerard. He's got the logbook. Look, I've written his name and circled it down on my things to talk about. Where is Gerard? Um, oh three four. We're late for the ad. Sorry. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We will get to all of you. Jack, you've been waiting the longest. We'll get to you first. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes, hmm. I'm enjoying chatting and I've not even called you a pedo yet, which I will do in a bit. If you if Or you, a pedo. A pedo. If you wrong me, I'm calling you a pedo, all right? So don't, we'll explain. It works like that. <laughs> Apparently it does. Oh no, I'm not a multi-billionaire. Um, let's go to Jack first. You've been on the longest. Good evening, Jack. Evening, Ian. E- evening, Cass. Jack, Hello. what have you got for us? Um, well, I was just going back to uh, what you were you were speaking about uh, the gig at the weekend. Yeah, about, go on. Um, the Beach Boys and about um, God Only Knows, which I think is just such an amazing song. And you were talking about your boys and you were talking about being a dad. And, yeah. And it got me thinking about this. This I don't know if it's like a myth, and I think you're the guy that will know the answer. Go on. Um, because I've heard that... I've always thought God only knows is about kind of like God only knows how awful my life would be without you. Like God only knows what I'd be without you in my life. Yeah. But I heard someone once say to me, no, it's actually about the writer's father who was horrible. And he's actually saying, God only knows what I could have been no. you in my life. No, no, it's about being in it's, the whole album. Pet Sounds is a, is a, is a, a love story. But take out Sloop John B. The whole thing is a love story. Um, it's about being young, being uh, being in love. Wouldn't it be nice? You follow the story through. Wouldn't it be nice? God only knows. Um, and then full of angst and self doubt. Then having an affair. Then pining for a lost love. That's the whole story of the album. So God only knows is a it's it's, it's kind of about that fir- you know that feeling you get when you're in, you have your first love right and you think this is mm. it and you mm. uh, you know this is everything and your parents going well just tread cautiously because for you i know my first is it i'm going to be in love with this this woman this man forever this girl this boy forever and oh god only knows what i'd be without you i'd be nothing if you left me yeah the stars would go on and yeah the moon would go on, yeah life would go on but i'd, I'd be nothing without you that's what it's about nothing to do with his dad although his dad did once to punish his boys um he did stand on the dining table and do a shit on a plate so so yeah yeah. Right, so it could be. No, it's not! I think there's some there's oh, something about when they were writing it, no. someone said it should be... No, there's nothing. Are you going definitive? I'm going definitive! And do you, do you want, um, what does he ask? Qualifications. I've studied yeah. the Beach Boys. 
My whole life. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll Although, do you want to? I was going to play this last week. I tell you what, we'll do. I won't play it now because it's quite long. Well, it's forty minutes. I won't play the full forty minutes. After eleven, how well do you know the Beach Boys? Oeuvre, Jack. Oh, I love the Beach Boys. Help me, Rhonda. Yep. Right. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help, help me, Rhonda. Rhonda. I love that. Bam, but it's a, point, it's a pointing song, isn't it? Oh, here we yeah. go. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Pointing songs. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me. It's a pointing song. Anyway, <laughs> after eleven, I will play you a snippet. There's a great bootleg of the recording session for Help Me, Rhonda, when Brian Wilson's dad, Murray Wilson, turns up at the studio. And it is it, it is the most uncomfortable listen you will ever really? hear. I'll play some of it after 11. But it's definitely not what God only knows is about. OK, I'll take your word for it. Thank you, mate. Cheers. I've got to move because I want to go to Gerard! How's it going, Ian? How's it going? Oh, hey. mate! I'm showing the YouTube audience my list of things to talk about. Your name is in big letters and circled. What the hell's going on, big man? How's it going, bro? How's it going? Listen, Kath, I'll agree with you what you were saying earlier. What I want to speak to Ian is there regarding people and how they talk. And how hang they... on, hang on, hang on. Have you got our logbook? Yes, and, it's, and as, as I speak, it's getting printed as we speak. I'm just... In... We thought you were Scott Mills and you were stealing it for your show. Because no. no, a no, phone no, call no. would have been nice, Gerard! A phone oh, call would have been really... nice! Anyway, no, sorry about that anyway, buddy. Sorry about that anyway, but I'm going to hear anyway, and I've got a good night. Bless you, buddy. You let us know when you're done, and you send it back. Thank you, mate, as long as it's safe. Hey, buddy, listen, Ian, just to talk about the way people talk nowadays, Ian, right? Yeah. And I'll, I'll agree with Kath, which you said, wrong. people are just jealous nowadays. That's what it is. Also, Ian, what we've got, what, as well as working, I'm also doing my, my Bachelor of Arts and Social Sciences. I'm oh, doing wow. university at night, and it's really hard work. And it comes with a lot of sociology, psychology, and economics and politics, how it's all connected. And there's a famous uh, Canadian sociologist called Irving Goffman, and he presented a book that's called uh, Presenting the Self in the Social Life. Yeah. Now, what we've got, Ian, myself and yourself and Kath, I mean, I meet you at your gig, we what you, what you call a shared understanding when we communicate, right? Right, go on. But within that, you've got, obviously, different people with different understandings and what they say. And again, it was, again it's, it's all doing what people with the context of what they say, the content and its interpretation right. and its potential, but... The majority of people in normalised life have got what they call a shared understanding. And I'll also bring about politics into Israeli and Cathay. You've got this laissez-faire neoliberal approach where people nowadays don't care. They don't care in life. They don't care at their work. And even when they speak to one another, they don't really care. Like yeah. Then. Oh, this so bit, I, mean, I didn't understand the first three minutes, but this bit I got. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people don't care. We're, we're, dis, we're disengaged from everything around us. Yes. That's right. Aye, 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 aye. And that's it, as I say, it's just people nowadays, they just don't seem to but care. But why are they dis- you know? why have they got this laissez-faire? Is it, what is it, technology? Is it social media? Is it games? Is it, is it TV? What is it? Fearing is fear. Of? It's a psychological fear, that's what it is. Like, seeing it all goes back to the, of these, as you could say, crawling, crawling off the trees and straightening their knuckles, like, you know, okay, that evolution is part of evolution, right? But, but fear again, of what? Fear of what? Death? Nothing, nothing. I, there's a, Ian, it's nothing, it's a fear of nothing, like, you know, because again, it goes back to our hunter-gatherer days, what's that around the corner, what's this, what's that, like, again. So all these sort of things are they're really connected, Ian, kind of for the psychological, the evolutionary psychology as well as the social, like, you know. Yeah. So you can see why it's all connected, but I can see in New Year's, Ian, more and more people have got that distasteful and disconnected way of talking, like, seeing you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I definitely. Can we change? All right, all right, then. Well, that, so that's the that's the downside. Is there an upside? Can we change it? Can we can we do anything? 
we're still evolving, Ian. That's what it is. We're still oh, evolving. And we'll go, through, we'll go through a sort of space and a time yeah. where we'll come, we'll come off that and go back to you know, what, what we used to call normal way of talking, like, and, and communicating and interacting face-to-face and face-to-face interacting, you know? Yeah. So, uh, excuse, excuse me for a voice, what about a sore throat than you like saying, but, no, that's what it is, Ian. Right. It's uh, presenting itself in the social life. Yeah. And it's, 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 see, it's all stage-managed, Ian. Tennis, you've got the front end, the back end, well, when we talk to people, it's, it's, it's basically all stage like you know? But again, Basically, so did the theory, and it's an evolutionary connection to when we're in our past, and it's all part of that connection, like you know, for the evolutionary psychological side of things, you know. Uh, Gerard, it's good to talk to you, man. I'm glad you're alive and well, and we'll speak to you again soon, brother. Right. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Thank Thanks, Gareth. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. I love it when we have an intellectual call that I don't understand. So good. I got I got the middle bit about no one cares. There's the, they're all kind of in this cotton wool bubble and no do what really you cares. want. And that's why, you know, you, you see examples of caring, like the Trump protests and stuff like that. But really, most people don't care. As long as you're comfortable. I remember our strict like that, Jack, thanks, uh, Gareth, deputy headmaster, Mr. Boma, yeah. once getting Mr. what? Boma. Wowzers. That's we didn't even think name. of that. Dangerous that's name. That's how innocent we were. Wowzers. We were also terrified of him, so we wouldn't have dared. You've got 15 seconds. Getting us into a, an assembly and shouting at us and telling us that we were all from the generation of if it feels good, do it, and we were going to come a cropper. And he was right, look. He, he was? He was predicting Brexit and Trump. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, since she put me down, I bet I'll do it in my head. I come in late at night. song and for a long time it was my favorite of all the beach boy songs odd choice first single that al jardine sang on possibly the first song he sang lead vocals on i can't quite remember um in a bit i will play you i'll play you you can find the whole 40 minutes online i'll play you about five minutes or so of um uh murray wilson the beach boy's dad who used to be their manager until they fired him he got his own back though he sold the entire beach boys catalog in 1969 for seven hundred thousand dollars without telling them <laughs> just finished we're just finishing reading the great i love reading about the beach boys and i've read their story so many times but i just love it 
Um, oh, I sounded like David Priever then. I just love it. No, you sounded sincere. Okay. Um, and, 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 and he rocks up at the Help Me Ronda session and he's drunk and he starts bossing the Beach Boys around. And they were already, at, you know, when was Help Me Ronda? 64. So they, they've already been massive for two years. It's incredible. So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. But really interesting hearing. Well, Murray Wilson's probably younger than I am in that. But hearing, forget that they are the biggest. This is just before the Beatles happened. Just as the Beatles happened. So they, they were like probably the biggest band in America at the time. But it's just that it's forget that it's the dynamic between. Um, overbearing dad and three sons, one of whom he um, absolutely, you know, worships and adores, Carl, one of whom he despises because he's so naughty, Dennis, and one of whom he is jealous of, Brian. And um, then you've got Cousin Mike Love and you've got band member Al Jardine, but it's the relationship between the dad and those three sons. It's fascinating we'll do that in a minute let's take we've got a couple of calls we're waiting for ages it's um the man who inspired the title of tonight's periscope it's online uh cheat it's roger <laughs> good evening ian and Catherine. Roger! Hey. roger hey roger how you doing man i'm great uh what, is, what happened to Catherine is awful isn't it awful awful but it ties into the twitter as well because there are a sizable... It's a minority, but there are a sizable minority of dicks. Yeah. And they're always the most vocal, the most self-confident. So they, a lot of the time they, they think they're brilliant, and they're not. They're idiots. But here's the thing. It, wouldn't it be lovely if, tw- if Twitter went, you know what, this experiment we've been doing for the past ten years, not really worked out, and it's created hate. So we're closing. Thanks very much. Bye. No. Wouldn't, like, that, I, I, wouldn't that be um? I mean, of course they never will. But wouldn't that be amazing? I love Twitter. To be honest, it has its downsides. But I suppose being being higher profile, that's what. That's no, where you see the I don't think it is. I think well, possibly being higher profile, possibly being woman. Possibly being Muslim, possibly yeah. being openly gay or yeah. bisexual or transgender—all of these, all of these—you know. Hey, listen, I, I get the fact I'm a white, middle-aged, heterosexual, middle-class man. I get it, right? Um, I, I get it. I've got all the privilege, but th- there are so many people, including friends of mine, who have received abuse just because they've got a vagina and not a dick. You know, that's <laughs> not. Good. And it's, it's you'll get told that you're a minger. Or you'll get told mm. that you're up yourself, you know. So or you're a slag. Yeah, that's another one. I mean, it's just, these are people, and sometimes you look at their profile, and it's like, happily married dad of three, <laughs> or I love my daughters. You think, right, well, someone's going to talk all, to them like that one day, and you ain't going to like it. They've all got profiles like that. Yeah. I know, I, it, it's just, it, that's one of the reasons why I don't have my own picture as my avatar. Because as Ian shockingly outed me on Friday, as partially sighted. <laughs> right. it's, no it's no secret. It's in my Twitter profile. And years ago, I used to use online forums mm. and uh, chat sites and stuff. And I had my, uh, I had a picture up, and I got so much abuse because of the way my eyes look. Mm. It's like a playground, isn't it? Yeah. If I post a picture of myself on Twitter. I'm wearing sunglasses. I've been abused on the street because of the way my eyes wow. look. Wow. Really? 
I'm, I'm, I'm that. saying really so I don't believe it. No, I, of course I believe it, because I've heard loads of stories about it. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, of course I believe and it. And I think there is an atmosphere these days, because we're sort of post-Trump and all this Bannon and all this, these characters who are getting paid to say what they think, and everyone thinks it's, you know, a sizable minority think that it's laudable to be, a, you know, a character and to say and be outrageous, right? And I think now we're living in an atmosphere of that being more... Um, not acceptable, but people feel more entitled to be able to express themselves like that. Yeah. Who, who was the woman? There's a woman. I'm trying to find the story. There's a woman. The story I saw online last week, and it was a celeb. I think it was a celebrity. Someone will know better. A celebrity woman in a wheelchair, and she got called like a cripple and shouted abuse as she was crossing the road or something. It was in. It was in the papers last week, and I had it down as, as, as something to maybe talk about, and I didn't. Um, uh, 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 and 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 it doesn't it doesn't surprise me no. in the slightest. And the other thing is, it used to be when I was sort of in my teens, we always used to tell each other, "Well, it's the older generation; they're not used to change. You know, they'll be the ones that, when they die off, all the homophobia will go with it." Nah, do you know what? There seems to be Here a trend go. for for young people behaving that way yeah. now, and that's the go. frightening thing. Here we go. Two, I just typed in "woman in wheelchair" and clicked on "story," right? And it's this is not even the same story. But listen to these these two stories have come up in the last month. This is from the 16th of July. Woman in wheelchair assaulted by stranger in Bury St Edmunds. A woman in a wheelchair was subjected to verbal abuse after a man climbed onto her wheelchair in Bury St Edmunds. The man is described as white, aged between, and, and there you go with people who say, well, we don't hear anything if it's, we don't hear the, it's a white guy. Aged between 50 and 60, around 5 foot what? 10, and of large build. build. He was wearing a white t-shirt and light coloured shorts. Right, so that's, 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 that's one story from a couple of days ago. Then, um, then we got... Where was the other one I just saw? Here we go. Here's another one from 21st of June. Manchester Evening News. Woman in wheelchair punched in the head by thug who tried to steal handbag. Disabled woman in a wheelchair was punched in the head by a thug who tried to steal her handbag. The defenceless victim who has cerebral palsy... Just, just, just take that in for a minute. The defenceless victim who has cerebral palsy was brutally attacked on her way home from shopping on Tuesday afternoon. The man snatched hold of her handbag, but the woman who is in her 30s bravely fought back. Good for her. Uh, he punched her in the back of the head and she screamed before he fled. Right? Is it wrong that I find that less shocking because there was at least a point to that attack than the bloke who clambered onto a yeah, woman? Yeah. Um, hang on, there's, there's just... Uh, my computer's frozen because I just want to... Sometimes it does that when you click on papers, doesn't it? Um, let me just read one more because I just saw another one. There's, there's loads, by the way. There's, there's, there's loads. Um, 13th of July... These are all from local papers. This is from York Mix. Uh, two, women, two men assault woman in wheelchair on York Street. A woman in a wheelchair... 13th of July. A woman in a wheelchair was subjected to a verbal and physical assault in broad daylight. The woman and her husband were on the village in Haxby at 2.15 on Thursday, July the 12th. Two men verbally abused the couple and one of them pushed the woman who was in an electric wheelchair. God... Uh, it, it just, it, it, I, I literally just typed in woman in wheelchair, click the news button, and, and those are in the top ten. Res- it's incredible. And people feel empowered to do that stuff. I'm yep. just speaking my mind. It's, her, it's horrendous. Uh, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking that way. I've not had anything quite as bad as that. I've been assaulted once, but that wasn't anything to do with me partial sight. It was just a nutter. But uh, the one, the incident that stuck in that stuck in my mind was 
long before. It must have been about 12 years ago. Uh, walking along, minding my own business, yeah. chatting away to somebody on my mobile. Next minute, there's, I'm passing a bunch of fairly young people, probably late teens, early 20s. One of them stands up, points at me, eh, look at his eyes. No, man. Middle of, middle of the town centre. Middle of the town centre. That's got to that's gotta be at least 12 years ago. Well, here's the thing, right? Uh, my boys don't do it so much now, but occasionally they will see someone who is, is different for, for maybe it's a disability or they look different, and they will they will um, stop saying... Actually, they've not done it for a long time because my, cause my, their nan is in a care home um, with lots of people of all different kinds of physical disability, and they they when they go and see her, they help... They help. They sit on her lap and drive her electric wheelchair, and they, you know, they help feed her and all of this stuff. So they're actually kind of used to being around people who look different in inverted commas, you know. Um, but but when they were young, if they would say, "Why is that?" You know, these kids say quite loudly, "Why does that person look like that?" And I'd always make a point of going, "Well, you know, explaining it to them." And 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 and, and for kids to do that, that's kind of normal because kids like uniforms and they like everything, you know, making sense. And when it yeah. doesn't, they go, "Well, that looks different," and that's fine. And let's be honest, we encourage them to ask yeah. questions. Oh God, yeah. Uh, but but when you got adults, actual adults, go and look at that bloke's eyes. Ooh, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. That, remi- that that little story, what you just said, then that reminds me of an incident when one of my I can't remember my oldest or youngest nephew. My dad was taking him to school, and he saw his first person of colour for the first time, and he innocently goes up to the dad and the other kid, just looks at them and says, "Why are you two a different colour?" Yeah. Like race, racism, bigotry, it's learnt behaviour. You're not born with it. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly. not born with it. Exactly. I've just someone's just tweeted me. It's a, it's an actress called Cheryl Houston who's in Coronation Street, um, got abused. Um, uh, Cheryl, who plays Izzy Armstrong in the ITV soap, was crossing the road. She's in a wheelchair when a male vo- motorist shouted a vile and cruel slur at her. Um, um, now, um, oh God. Oh, this is awful. I remember what it is now. I'm going to say a really horrible word, Roger. No, don't worry about it. And I'm going to say it because um, uh, I, I'm going to say I'm going to, I'm just going to say a word, okay? And I, I, I apologise in advance, but this is what so this is what she tweeted: was just crossing the road and a car beeped at me and a man shouted spastic. Oof. Yeah, I didn't call that. I called that at school. Spastic. That's incredible. It's. It, it, I mean, again, at school. I bet we can yeah. date that person from that, yeah. that, that insult. K- kids, kids sniff out weakness, you know, and I oh. use weakness in inverted commas. Difference, I suppose, is a better word. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Um, but for a bloke driving, a, a, an adult, driving a car and a woman's crossing the road. But oh, even if you thought that, right, even if you're in your car and you think, oh, look, that's bad. Even if you're thinking it, to then wind down the window, think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her and lean out and say that, that's taking it to a whole new level but you know what some people will be the the, the asshole minority will be thinking while we're having this conversation yeah virtue signaling yeah 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 yeah. now yeah, i don't care in my experience virtue signaling is a term used by assholes to try to um shame you for having a conscience <laughs> yeah 
Oh, Jamie's I don't... social justice warrior. As soon as someone uses that term or no, snowflake, no. no, never mind, mate. No, yeah. no, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't buy the the virtue signalling. Um, someone anonymous says, "I thought your show was an alternative to Trump, Brexit, and Muslims." Have you been ordered by your bosses to talk about these boring? I've not really talked about Trump. Um, I've not really talked about Muslims and not talked about Brexit, so um, you can stick that right up your backside. Maybe the queue confusing the news with the show. They could mm. be. Roger, did we get to the point of your call? Uh, actually, I, I do have another point because it seeks into all this because um, talking about you were talking about uh, when we're talking about kids and being bullied and all that lot, yeah. and, and you can you can get away from that. Yeah. When there's in the in the days of social media now, you can't. Kids will get kids will get bullied. Yeah. Kids will get. Cause I was I got re- I had a I had a Twitter rant earlier. Oh. Because I got real <laughs> not nasty. I got really annoyed because I'd seen an article on a website. Yeah. And it was questioning smart speakers. Yeah. And the suitability for for children. Oh. But of course, you've got to be careful with the. Um, Hang on, do you have a rant about smart speakers? Well, like Alexa yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, uh, Alex might... No, no. Hear me out, Alex. You, you, might, you might get it. You might get it when I finish my you, point. You'll get it in a minute. Go on. <laughs> Cheeky get. Yes. Um, but whenever there's articles like this, of course you've got to be uh, careful. What articles? When, what, saying that they're like a paedophile's delight? Was it Elon uh, Musk writing quite, it? Not quite, but it was questioning whether... Well, well, one of one of the uh, organisations quoted were calling them data gathering devices. Yes. Oh, so sinister. Well, no, I I I, I think we're going to fall out because I think they are. My sister was telling me right. Um, was it my sister? Someone someone once told me right that they had an Alexa right, and then they were talking about something like t- they were talking about um, uh, cottages in Wales, for, for example. Mm. I don't know what it was exactly. And then the next day, like in her Google, there were like loads of adverts for cottages in <gasps> Wales. Nah. Yes, man. Nah. You're calling my sister a liar. <laughs> or whoever it was. It, I think it was my sister. <laughs> you calling my sister a liar? It could have been. A, it could have been a. It could have been don't, a coincidence. Don't say. Oh, don't say that, man. Uh, Roger. Well, I don't. I don't know what data they're gonna get. I don't know what data they're gonna get from me, apart from radio listening habits. Well, then there you go. But uh, <laughs> technology. Come technology on, get to the point, because I'm losing the will to live. Because you're wrong about this. <laughs> you're wrong about this. <laughs> no, I love my Alexa for the simple reason I don't have to mess around with buttons, little oh. screens. Oh. When I want to listen to the radio upstairs, I just tell it. Okay, well, so, so hang on a minute. So we should keep these paedophile delight boxes <laughs> that record our conversations and then try and sell us stuff so you can listen to this rubbish. Yeah. For goodness sakes, man. Get a life, Roger! Get a life and man up! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. the late night alternative on talk radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Tarek. Good evening. How's it going, guys? All right. It's all right, mate. What have you got for us tonight? Gosh, there's so much I wanted to talk about. Uh, every time you guys mention something, move on to a new topic, I just think, oh, I'd love to say this. But the main reason why I wanted to call up, the original question was, is it is it getting worse? Yeah. And I don't think it is. I, 
I firmly believe that there was always all of the isms and there were always nasty people. But we are so much better now at capturing images and sharing uh, examples of this happening. And I think the next step would be some sort of justice for the victims. Well, but hang on, you say it's not, again, you say it's not, that there was a white supremacist up until about six months ago as the advisor to the president of America. And now he's being invited on all the radio stations to spout his racist clap trap. (laughs) Donald is, um, is an anomaly, I'd like to think. But Steve Bannon, but his, his, but his advisor, Steve Bannon, is being given, um, a platform to, to spout his rubbish everywhere. The number of people that support, um, the racist, uh, 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 Tommy Robinson, you know, the, the racists and the misogynists feel that they can, they, they are now supported and can come out. They don't have to hide anymore. You don't have to talk about it, you know, behind, behind your hand or in pub. You can come out and you can come out now and say, I just thought black people are stealing my jobs. And they're defending freedom of speech. Yeah. Black people, Muslims are stealing my jobs. You can say, you can shout it and it's fine. The, the thing is, guys, um, whether or not... I, I like that it's out in the open and people can point at examples of people who are spreading this crap around. Um, I like that they're not in the shadows controlling things, because once upon a time, your, your Bannon, who was whispering in the ear of the president... I mean, this is a president who uh, they joke about the last guy in the room is the one who makes policy, you know, and, and Bannon knew that better than anybody. The fact that we know his name, the reason why he's put on radio shows and the reason why he gets uh, talked about is, is because of it creates clicks and it creates, yeah. uh, it creates money. Now, I, as a, as, a, as a Muslim, could instantly start bashing Muslims, and I would be brought on um, to all of these far-right people. Now, look at this. Look at Muslims are saying it about Muslims. Yeah, I yeah. could make lots yeah, yeah. of money if I was to haul my morals out. But I, 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 don't, I don't think that it's a bad thing that we can point to these people now. The next step has to be how do we, how do we stop uh, uh, their poison from affecting what is supposed to be a functioning society. And there are, there are people in these groups that get attacked that are spouting equal poison, let's be fair. But there are people that make, you know? make, there are people that make a shed load of money, Katie Hopkins and Steve Bannon and Paul Joseph yeah. Watson. The thing is, we see it for what it is. You know, the majority of people see it for what it is and realise that, and as you say, that it's better to know your enemy and know where they are and know where these people are and what they're saying. But there are some people who go... Oh, right. Well, it's on the TV, so it must be okay to talk like that. At last, someone's on telly saying what I think. I hate those black guys. That's that's it. And this then becomes the responsibility of the people who provide platforms. And you can control the people who provide platforms. Come on, man. You think think LBC is going to step up to their responsibility? You think talk radio is going to stand up to their responsibility? I, I do think, I do think that freedom of speech does come with uh, guidelines that what you share 
has to has to um, has to be based in some sort of fact. I do not like no, all these opinions. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to be based in fact. As long and also it, the, the only kind of real. I mean, there's no such thing as freedom of speech. But that, let's not go into that now. But the only <laughs> the only kind of real guidelines for coming on the radio and saying stuff, right? Doesn't have to be factual. Doesn't have to be factual at all. Is as long as you're not inciting violence or libeling anyone, that's it. And these people are dead clever, so they can go just up to the line. They can go, they're, they're not saying, hey, let's go out Let's go out and beat up all the Muslims. If you see a Muslim today, beat them up. They're not saying that. What they're saying is, you can't trust these Muslims. You can't, because the, their, whole, their whole book that their religion is based on is, uh, uh, is written by a paedophile, and it's, uh, that, it's about if you're, if you're uh, um, not a Muslim, then you are uh, the enemy. So, so they're not saying, go out and attack Muslims, but they are angering people who are listening and buying their, mm. their crap. They're, they're angering them. So the people at home are having the, their own thought, thinking, man alive, I, I, I hate Muslims. I'm going to have to, you know, if I see one, they're going to get a it's smack. the whole dog whistle thing. You know, they are so in a seed there that other people will, you know, most people won't hear it. But some people will hear it and feel like they need to do something about it. And that's and this, a dangerous this thing. Is, this is kind of one of the... Uh, yeah, I sort of get where you're getting at because, for example, um, I was listening to uh, one of the BBC radio stations uh, when Donald Trump was just landing, and they had a chap who was talking about uh, how much he likes Donald Trump and a, and, a, and a female who was talking about why she's protesting against. And I was listening to the chap who was talking about why he likes Donald Trump, and I can't help but feel like what a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people do who are spouting this hate that you guys are talking about is they have like a spackled approach they will say 20 things mm-hmm. and they only need one thing to stick and land in the hearts of people now honestly i've not got an answer for you the only thing that i can do as a as a, a british muslim with british heritage and 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 and, and palestinian heritage is to is to just be a good person you know be a good neighbor be and and but i've got to be honest i fear i am i am terrified about the idea of bringing uh bringing uh, children uh, into the world right now my um my sisters and my wife choose to wear the headscarf and it makes them a target i'm caucasian i walk down the street you don't think i'm different from sam smith i am just uh, I, I am i'm a white man but because of my sisters, because of my wife's religion is so apparent, I, they, they come home and, and, and sometimes in tears. And it's really, yeah. okay. it's really difficult to, to sort of, like, you can't do anything about it other than control the circles around you, if you know what I mean. I do. Tarek, listen, man, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 is the phone number. So here's the thing. Uh, I saw The Incredibles 2 today. Uh-huh. What a great film. It's a great film. It's a really good film, right? I'd never saw The Incredibles 1. I saw bits of it, but I didn't finish it. And uh, we took uh, my mum. I haven't seen my mum for ages, and the boys haven't seen her for a long time, because life is hard, you know. So we we took her to the cinema near where she lives, and it's one of those everyman cinemas where you get sofas, and they dip, they bring you food, and they deliver it, and the guy, the manager, this is great. Every cinema should do this. The manager comes out before the start of the film and does a little speech. I love that. It's my favorite favorite bit and so we took my mum and she's in a wheelchair and i sat with her and she got a glass of wine and um don't bother and the boys were with me and and it was lovely and we watched the incredibles 2 and it was 
funny man the, my favorite character is the one that opens portals into different dimensions and you there was a really trippy bit where the kid is the, the, they all the, i won't give you a spoiler but the, the, basically the, the kids the kids trying to escape really psychedelic and this woman just opens a portal that that goes into another dimension but ho- opens up behind the portal he's run into so he's just constantly running through this infinite tunnel of his it was great and I said to my mum, are you enjoying it? She goes, I think I am. <laughs> I don't really understand it. It's very silly. I said, yeah, it's silly. And it's great. But the problem I had with it was the the main, no spoiler, there's no spoilers. The main thrust of the story was the mum goes out to be a superhero and the dad stays at home. Mm-hmm. right? And the gag is dads can't look after kids and do, dads can't be house husbands. Um, because they really screw things up and the kids don't eat properly and the babies go naughty and there's a, and that's the joke. That's the joke. And I was watching it thinking, okay, I get it's a gag. I'm not going to make too big a deal of it, but I am going to mention it on my national radio show tonight. The, that, that gag, that old trope. And it really is old-fashioned now. Yeah, it feels a little bit... Oh, Dad can't do it because Dad is strong and he's a bit silly and he can't look after the baby. Do you know what else? That old joke yeah. doesn't help actual families because no. it gives some kind of credence to this idea that you know when the woman's got the kids she's been mum yeah and when the dad's got the kids he's babysitting yeah. you can't babysit your own kids i did disappoint me. but that to one side mm-hmm. it's a great movie it is a great little movie oh it's very very funny how many thumbs up i'd give it two thumbs but funny enough we, we scored it on the way out and my eldest said out of 10 what would you give it I'd give it 7.5. Oh. He'd give it 9.5. And my youngest out of 10 would give it 1,000. So, 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 so those are the scores, guys. Those are the scores. Make of that what you will. Dion, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. 0344 499 1000. The late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hey, Manchester, 28th, Saturday the 28th, me and Kath are coming, we're live! <laughs> live in Manchester tonight for one night only! And rest assured that, that, that every penny you give will not be going to charity. Uh, Saturday the 28th, there's only nine tickets left. Oh, that's been a hard slog selling those. There's only, but thank you everyone who supported us. Catherine and I will be live, we'll be chatting um we're doing like a little show kind of the rabbit hole we'll be taking live phone calls we'll be streaming it are we taking phone calls again then yeah i think well i think we ought to i think we ought to we've always taken it's only the last there's only the last 145 minute one yeah that we didn't i'll tell you why because it's i think it's the usp no one else is doing it Mm. no you don't want to take phone calls there's a reason um, no, I think we get. I think we can get good phone calls. You don't want to do phone calls anymore. No, it's not that. I just thought production that we, meeting. I just thought that last discussion we'd have, we decided we didn't uh, oh, no, want I to do thought, that anymore. We wanted to inc- include oh, no, the audience I more. I thought last discussion we had, we'd suggested it as a possibility. I didn't think we'd gone All right. any further than that. We include okay. the audience more. I just think. It, uh, I, I just think it's our. I. I. I think. I think it's our USP that no. And also, all the posters say 
you, they take phone calls. Like they're reading the posters. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Well, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll do it. We'll, I'll do the first hour and take phone calls, and Kath will do the second hour. Um, oh, now it's become me being the baddie, is oh, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. And this is what I wanted to say. This and It's funny you should say that, right? Diana, we'll come to you in a minute. This is exactly this is what I was going to suggest as a theme, but I was going to save it for the night and right. just bring it on you in the night, right? Right. But I'll tell you it now. I would like to um, revamp my image. So I was thinking for that night, the Saturday, the 28th of July in Manchester, we'd swap. And um, I'd be good cop and you'd be bad cop. Bad cop. And you'd have to tell the callers to come on, get, come on, get to the point. This is, bo- cut them off. And all of that. You, you up for that? I think you could. You'd I be... mean, the mood I'm in today, I could possibly do it. All yeah. right, all right. Let's let's discuss it because obviously, apparently, well, you tell everyone else before you tell me what we're doing on the show. No, anyways. no, I tell everyone else at exactly the same time. I tell you. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, very part- welcome. Partner. So, uh, um, I'm not your life partner though. No. Just, I'm just... business. <laughs> I mean, such as it is. <laughs> it's not business. We'll walk if we if we sell these last nine tickets, we walk away with fifty quid each. It's fifty quid I didn't have before. Egg. Well, then you have to declare it as well. Always do. There we go. Um, so that's happening on the Saturday, the 28th of July. Catherine and I will be ha- arguing live on stage with each other. Uh, if you want tickets, ianlee.com slash event. ianlee.com slash event. And all the other dates, Edinburgh, Glasgow are up there as well, and, and Bath and Brighton. We still haven't got... We've had a couple of people, including the lovely couple who we did the show from last time. We were maybe not the last time, but a time that we were in Manchester. Oh, Terry. Before. No, not Terry. Not Terry Nick. No, the gentleman and uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, and his girlfriend who doesn't like the show. Yes. <laughs> and they gave me some. What did they give me? Tantric milk. Oh no, turmeric milk. Turmeric. That was it. Tantric so, but, milk. Right. Okay. That was right. after. All right. What? So they sent an email inviting us back again, and that's great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It would be it would be better, I think, if we went to someone else's house. But um, I'm happy. But if we don't, we've got theirs. We've got there. So if you would like us on the Friday, the 27th, the day hopefully I get the keys to my new house, although it turns out it's not as definite as I thought it was. Thanks very much indeed, Solicitor, for getting my hopes up. Um, but it's still likely. Um, so if uh, uh, if you would like us on Friday, the 27th of July, that's a little under two weeks, to do this show, the talk radio, the late night alternative, live from your house, and you've got strong internet that we can plug into, then please give us a call, 0344-499-1000, or email ian at ianlay.com. We're surprisingly clean. Yes, we are, and we always bring a couple of bottles of wine. And I might and, share it with you. And, um, yeah, we bring, some, we bring some wine and we bring some Pringles. Nibbles. And some, we, bring, we bring stuff. We don't come empty-handed, all right? We, we were brought up proper. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Dion. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Ooh. Dion. Sounding very mysterious and a little bit horny. Um, no, I've. Have you fallen down a well, or have you shrunk and you're you're kind of just speaking into the mouthpiece as a tiny person? Tell you what, take it off mouthpiece. You take it off mouthpiece. Yeah, it's off mouthpiece now, which is good. Yeah, that's better then. I don't and like mouthpiece. Uh... I'm glad I was going to ask you how your mum was. Um, but you've already mentioned it. She's right. I've not, I, you were neighbours of mine. Yeah, I, I've not seen her for... for I saw her like a couple of weeks ago, and I've not really seen much of her this year, because of the divorce is, is, is getting me down, and my mental health, and all this stuff, and I felt oh, like... I a, don't know. I don't know about all that. It's not right. it. It's all about that. It's just so I remember your mum <laughs> and that. You okay. know, well, she she's, she's fine, and she loved The Incredibles too today. 
date and that's great. Yeah. You know, I just remember her and, and that's you, it. Okay, all right, mate. Well, did you make love to her? Are you suggesting you might be my, <laughs> you might be my so father? That's sad. You're not at the BBC, are you? Sorry? <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I was going to talk about something else, but you were talking about music. You, you can were... talk in about anything you want. Well, that bloke was arguing about music, but 15 years ago, yes. when I first talked to you on a radio station, yes. you explained the monkey song, Clarksville. Yes, yeah, it's, it's about Vietnam. It's about a soldier, soldier yes. going to Vietnam. No, do you remember that? I don't remember the conversation on air, but I remember no. the story. It's about a soldier. Yeah, and I, I, I actually not interested put it on in the conversation. Yesterday, yeah, just, and it was where all the troops went, where they... No, no. Uh, my favourite Beach Boys song Sorry, is just Cottonfield. When I was a little bitty baby, my mama done rock me in the cradle in them old cotton fields back home. That's the one. That was a big hit. In a, was a big hit in Britain. Got to about number three. Was a flop in the United States. I remember it. Was it late seventies? I was only. No, nope. I was at school. No, nope, it was early seventies, about seventy-one. I was there. I remember it. Must be my mum and dad listened to it. it. Must have been. So how's life going for you? Uh, uh, in... Retirement. I'm finding hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's. You know, I'm. Look. I don't know what to do. I'm only fifty-nine. Shut the front door, man. You sound about 70. Oh, stop, geez, stop smoking and put the booze down. That's what you got to do. Go to a few AA meetings, straighten yourself out, and go and be a valuable, productive, and contributing member of society. I am. Well, why? How? Uh, I look after the neighbourhood. Because of what? I look after the neighbourhood, make sure everyone's okay. How do that. you... Hang on a minute. How do you look after your neighbourhood? Are you like, what is it, are you like Gran Torino? It's the equaliser. Yeah, you go around. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a, nothing like that. I just no. make sure everything's safe. What does that mean? What, you, you plant bombs? No. Booby traps? No. Sniper rifle? Um. Cheese wire? There was a couple of. Go on. Little herbs this morning on scooters with no number plates and that. What, so did, I, what, did, what did you do? Assassinate them? No, I just had a word with them. Well, hang on. How did you have a word with them? I told them to pee off and don't come round. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Let's play outside your own house. Here we go, buddy. Yeah, well, that was it, and they haven't been back since. Yes, man! Well done. Let's just hope the police don't check your biffa bins, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean, Dion? We Dude, got a couple no, of headless no. corpses in here. These, 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 and their fingerprints have been burnt off. These, this ain't no random murder. Ian. This has been done by a professional. Ian. Yes, Dion. It's no wonder you're successful, because you're as mad as me. Thank you very much. Oh, Jesus, Dion, please. That is, I've, I've cut you off there. That is out of order. I dare you. Didn't want to chat with me. Wanted to chat to me. Yes. <laughs> Oliver, stay there because you're going to be the next caller. And don't you, don't you go nowhere. This is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, oh. stable girls, oh, I'm on the end. and stripper grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, 
At last. I'm so proud of my boys. At the age of six and eight. At last. Finally. Thank you. They've asked me for Heelys. At last. I have been waiting for this day. Well. Heelys! Good luck trying to find them for your six-year-old. Really? Yeah. Well, 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 excuse me. I'm going to New York City, the home of the international trainer. <laughs> I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them American Heelys that you can't even get over here. I don't think they do that anymore. Oh no! Do you remember like the 90s and the 80s when people used to go yeah. to America and get Nikes for like nothing? Yeah. Oh, you used to go. People used to go um, Christmas shopping for a weekend because it was cheaper than buying. You still save money. No, it's, it's, and, and now. Now everything's the same. If something is over here is two hundred pounds, it's two hundred dollars over there. Well, no, no, it's yeah, it's two hundred dollars, which is about one hundred and seventy quid. So it's just it's just it's bull, bullshine. Um, and the flights are really expensive. But I, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them some Heelys. Okay. Well, they don't do them in small sizes. Um. Well, I, I'm a celebrity, so I can pretty much get them. I'll get them um, bespoke. handmade, bespoke. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Trainers. Where is Sheffield in relation to Manchester? Is it miles away? Yeah. Right. It's Yorkshire. Okay. So Andy says, Ian and Kath, would you consider doing the show from my house in Sheffield on the 27th? No. Unfortunately, I can't offer you rooms for staying over, but I'd love to have you as my kid. We're in Manchester, Andy. So we want somewhere. In or near, I'm prepared to drive for about 45 minutes. Let Manchester. Just, let me, let's have a look. Manchester, England, England, across the Atlantic Sea. And I'm a genius, genius. It takes an hour and 20 minutes. Andy, you're, a, you're an idiot. You're banned for listening to the rest of this show tonight. Let's go to Oliver. Good evening, Oliver. Hello. Hello, Oliver. Hello, Oliver. Hello. Thank you, mate. What you got for us, Oliver? Um, I'm a friend of Rogers, oh, and uh, I just. <laughs> are you are you the are you octonaut? I can be, but it's, it's uh, well, I don't want to say who I am. Okay, no, but but, <laughs> but yeah, I am. I am the guy that you're thinking of. Okay. I played Overwatch with oh, you. Okay, oh. okay. This guy, this guy is, I believe, another online gaming cheat. Is there beeves? Yep. This guy is. This guy is. Um, uh, oh, I know. Yeah, I got you. I got your handle. I've got your Twitter handle. I'm thinking yeah. of your Twitter handle, and I've got it. And I've got it. Stored. And just how rude have you been to this person? I don't, I've not been rude to you, have I? Oh, yeah, pretty much. You like uh, blame us when you when you're losing. Well, oh, oh losing I know that. I know that manoeuvre. Right. First, let, let's just break this down, Catherine. When I'm playing with you and I'm losing, it is your fault because you're you're. <laughs> And, and Ollie, when, I, when I'm playing with you and I'm losing, it, 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 yep. it, the, literally the game before I would be winning, then I'd join you. I've only played with no. you about twice, you star effer. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop trying to get, get, get bask in my glory. I've played with also, you twice, man. Also, I know that you're a very sore winner as well. Oh, because, he's awful. Uh, I remember uh, you playing with Shinguru Miyamoto in like a, I think maybe some bandits or something like that. And you went over to Japan. Jesus and yeah, you just keep spout, keep spouting your fake news, yeah. and I'll tell you I'll tell you when you get to to, to a point that's okay, real. Okay, okay. Yeah. You beat him at his own game at Mario Brothers, yeah. and you had a go at him at, yeah. at a Japanese guy who people would say is a no, genius. No, I didn't. First of all, you got um, the name of the program wrong. Secondly, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Secondly, I do I do look back in embarrassment at the way I spoke to the man who created Mario, <laughs> and the guy also the guy that created um, Space Invaders. I do look back. That was that was that was comedy. Got so much flack for that. Though. Uh, but yeah, I, I did tease him because I beat him at one of his Mario games. <laughs> I think I may have stood up and pointed at him and something like that. You know when they say treat success and failure just the same? Yeah. Like, by being a 
Oh, I was a knob in my youth, and I'm still. A, here's the thing, Ollie. I'm still a knob now, but I'm less of a knob, and I'm yeah. aware immediately <laughs> after being a knob, and quite often I can go back and make reparations. Um, the dream is to one day not be a knob. I don't know if that's possible for me, but I'm trying. I'm a work in progress. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm perfectly imperfect, Oliver. Uh, uh, what, 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 tell me, tell me. You, you've had a perfect day and not done something wrong, not been rude to somebody? I don't think so, Ollie. Don't turn this on, Oliver. It's not his fault. No, it is his fault. It is his fault. And I know that he's... I know that Roger has spent months um, grooming Ollie to call in saying, <laughs> oh, he's lovely and he's nice. Well, you no, know, I'm afraid, Ollie, you're seeing, the, you're seeing the other side of me, right? The side of me that um, cares about my image and will not have it dragged down by online trolls. Well, well I've heard that <laughs> Shinguru is actually quite mean, actually. Say that again. Say uh, who? I, Miyamoto. I've heard what's that. His, what's his first name? The scenes. Oh, a bit racist there, mate, but carry on. Oh, no. <laughs> you mean Shigeru? Shigzi? What? I don't believe that. Shigeru Miyamoto? I've been saying it wrong for 30 years. Yes, man! <laughs> yes! And you phoned up to try and destroy me, well, and you call him Shigeru? Flipping well, it, man! Oh, carry I'm trying to admit my own mistakes. Yeah, no, you can't. Wrong. You've not admitted it. Apologise <laughs> to the Japanese people. I'm apo- I apologise to Mr. Miyamoto. I'm sorry I can't there hear is, your first name. <laughs> there it says, uh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've heard that behind the scenes he's awful. Like, apparently 1E3, he messed up or something, and he shouted at everyone really badly. Now, no. Did that happen after you? I think maybe I was the turning point. I think I started yeah. his, his side. No, with us he was he was delightful. He was charming. Oh weird. You know, it was like a, it was like meeting a pop star with with Shigzy. Oh, wow. Shigzy. Shigzy. That's what people <laughs> call him. That's what people call. They don't call him Shingzy. They call him Shigzy. <laughs> um, I'm not playing PlayStation at the moment, Ollie, because because they they ruined Symmetra and there's no other Can games I that I like. Yeah, it's really low point. It's like I've stopped playing mostly as well. It's like the early 90s all over again. There's just nothing to play. Summer. Everyone's scared of Red Dead because Red Dead's coming out in, like, October. Is this the Cowboy game? Yeah. And it's by Rockstar, so everyone's, like, running away from it, all the other companies. The original Red Dead was was classic. Can you ride ponies? Yeah. It's like Grand Theft Auto. It's, It's made by the same people as Grand Theft Auto, so it's exactly the same style. In the Wild West. So, oh. like Grand Theft Auto, can I just go horse riding? Yeah, yeah, you can. And yeah, like deliver parcels and that. Yeah, you can. There's like Boom, the, par- parcel delivery missions. Like Cowboy Sims. Yeah, there's all of that stuff. It is great. Play poker. If you could play poker, you could do that game where you've got the knives and you've got to do that. <laughs> it's all of that stuff, man. It's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. I, I downloaded Overwatch, but I haven't played it yet. No, it's got it's rubbish since they ruined Symmetra. <laughs> um, Ollie. Bringing on a hamster. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to cut you off now. Okay. There we go, he's gone. Um, but he's glad he called. Uh, block, block that guy's number. I never want to speak to that guy again. <laughs> Andy is saying, Ian and Kathy, it's only an hour from mine on the train to Manchester. The train? I know because I'm coming to see you on the 28th. All right, Andy, well, you come on, you come on the 28th, buddy, and you're, you're going to feel my wrath. Because, okay, so we get the train from Manchester to Sheffield. We come and do the show, right? The show finishes at 1, so we'll get back to Sheffield Station at 1.30. Is there going to be a train between Sheffield Station and Manchester at 1.30? I don't think so. I, I don't I don't think you've I don't think you've thought this through. Why don't you move house to Manchester and yes. we'll pop in? Thank you, Andy. We look forward to it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thank you to the person who sent me the Doctor Pimple Popper. Oh my God! Thank you. I can't what remember who thing. it was. Someone sent it to me. 
and um, so it's this. What's her name? Doctor Lee. Yes. And she uh, she's a dermatologist. Is that real medicine? Yes. You can be a doctor for that, is it? It's got an allergy. She's okay. a doctor. And um, but, I mean the show the show is slightly misleading, but 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 so the first thing is this woman's got this massive growth on her shoulder. It's a series. It's only episode one. If if my source can keep me up to date with the rest of the episodes as and when, that would be awesome. First one, what's it called? A lymphoma. A lipoma. A lipoma, which is just a big, massy, fatty build-up that I think they weighed six pounds. It was like, it was like um, an extra brain. Then there's a guy who's got a big old cyst about an inch wide on his forehead, and she cuts it open and squeezes it, and she said, "Oh, it looks like mashed potatoes coming out." Uh, It's great, but but that was I watch it. I'm still thinking "Ah, it's a bit disappointing. Then there's the fella that's got. Well, I don't even know what they were called, but he's got like 60 massive spots all over his body. And I was joking, ah, she's got to squeeze them all. She's got, she squeezed them all. And some of them, like a little bit of pus came out. Like number 53 was a great one. It was like toothpaste. It was, uh, it was like toothpaste. It was amazing. You know those spots you get where you squeeze them and it kind of comes out in a wiggle, 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 wiggle? Yeah. It was that. Uh, but then what does she, after that, does she then put like TCP on it or something? Because that is going to smart. You want to put some savlin on that and don't pick it. Yeah, you want, you've got to have a bath in some, um, some Dettol or something, haven't you? Oof. It is, and then, um. He was loving it though, he had a mirror, he was watching. He was, he was, he was very flamboyant, this gentleman, and he was over the moon. I can't wait to get some skin on skin action after uh, this. Because they were painful apart from anything yeah. else, weren't they? And unsightly. Yeah. I can understand that. Oh it. yeah, there's like medical things. And the it. dark side of this is that there's a lot of people walking around in America who are reliant on going on what are essentially yes. television okay. freak shows because yeah. they can't afford to pay for their healthcare. C- Catherine, you brought me down. When we were watching the show with that, that well, fact. With that in mind, enjoy your pimple popping. Well, don't worry, I can lighten the mood. Shall be pony. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to David. Good evening, David. Good evening, Ian. Uh, how are you? Shaggy pony, David. <laughs> Cheeky. Cheeky monkey. <laughs> what you got for us? How are we, how are we guys? You alright? We're feeling, we're feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling good, man. Feeling alive. That's what we like to hear. Alive! I'm bus driver, Dave, from last week. Do you remember me? Uh... All right, love. All right, love. Do you not remember? Yes, of course. We were talking about saying thank you to the Thank you, driver. Thank you, driver. Thank you, driver. There's the one. So I'm in Wakefield, guys, which is about 45 minutes from Manchester. You're welcome on mine on the 27th. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Catherine? Can 45 get... minutes is still far, isn't it? Google map it. Yeah. Google maps it. Because we had... You remember, I don't know if you heard last week. We had a guy called Josh, whose girlfriend hates the show... And um, we were going to do it from his house, and just uh, he wasn't going to tell her. He never got back in touch, so he bottled it. It says here, one well, hour, I'm, four I'm minutes. One hour, four? No, it depends how you drive, Catherine. Well, Very we, carefully, within the speed limit. Because I may have just uh, got another three points. Also, it's the wrong side <laughs> of Pennines. Yeah, okay, I just thought I'd offer. Well, hang on a minute, there's offering, and then there's lying about well, how far it is. Well, I, I can do that trip in about 45 Yeah, all right, I'd hate to be on on your bus. No, 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 small small, small car, small car. What way would you go, <laughs> via Brighouse and Huddersfield and Rochdale? No, it'd be straight to M62, straight road. Yeah, Thanks. it says here, one hour, four minutes on the M62. 
really? Mm. Oh, I see. Mm. You're Sorry, trying, guys. I think you're naughty. I've, I've, disapp- I've disappointed myself and You've everybody let else. Everybody down, David. So okay. far, there isn't going to be a show on Friday the 26th because of well, you and this Andy well, in Sheffield guy. I, I've got a housemate that I'm not even going to tell that you were coming. Well, we're not I'm coming, not... so don't tell him. <laughs> that was a good job. <laughs> you'll, you'll be lying if you say we're coming because we're not. Can I just make oh, an appeal to my fellow Mancunian? So far, it's the Yorkshire folk who are trying to nab us, you know. Yeah, it's because we're, nice, we're the nicest. Turns we're out, nicest. turns out we've been wrong all this time. Okay, I say? Thanks for offering. Thanks, thanks for nothing, David. What <sighs> is this? I um, hope someone does a wee at the back of his bus. <gasps> I once nearly had to urinate on an underground train because I thought I was going to die. You know when you've got so much, mm. you need to wee so much, you get, the, you get the pain, you loosen the belt, and that takes the pressure off a bit, but then you get the sweats, and you can, it's almost like you can feel it rising up, and I nearly had to do a pee on, a, on an underground train once, but then I was, I was about to do it. I remember I was coming back from, from when I was, it was when I was at college, I was coming back home from home to college and i'd like bag and some i remember i had some um uh what do they call the clothes the hangers they had some hangers <laughs> and and i was stood up and i was about to go in the corner then the train stopped and some people got on i thought damn you people damn you to hell um cj says why don't you get him to nick a bus and then do the show on the back of a double decker bus because they've got wi-fi good idea cj can i ask you a question why don't you text in your accurate um age to astrologers on howard hughes shows instead of saying you're 70 years old (laughs) i was listening mate we were listening on the way home from paul simon we've got a text from cj as roger moore was hosting it we've got a text from cj who says his date of birth is 1948 uh come on man come on man you can't you can't i texted in my date of birth and they didn't read it out no they didn't believe it was you they thought it was someone stitching. here's the thing though if i was that psychic it would be right okay so um what i'm what i can tell from you see ninth of the ninth of the ninth the uh, 63 well uh yeah that makes you a, a, a gemini and i can tell you're a great thinker you're a really courageous person and very very loving a lot everyone around attractive, you attractive if i might very, say very loving and very creative um and i think that you're going through something at the moment that's been going through for a seven year cycle but you're coming to the end of that but you're really going to see you're really going to see the um the, the benefits of your hard work in two years time and that's when things are going to change for you both professionally and emotionally uh and i hope that that gives you that's what he's doing for an hour fuck a flipping do that i'll do that for the next hour if flattery and the suggestion that life was going to get better oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand that's the telephone number if you want to give us a call you're very very welcome another hour of this nonsense who's on tonight at one paul ross is he back yeah finally uh this is the late night alternative with ian lee and Catherine boyle weeknights from 10 only on talk radio Across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night, and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Can I just say to anyone who is uh, going through a divorce, man of life, you have my sympathy. It's tough, isn't it? It's a word that is bandied around and, and you know, such and such got divorced, quickie divorced, they got divorced, so, oh gee, they got divorced, and you just think, ah, oh, it's just a thing, and everyone says, oh, do, do, a lot of people say, oh, divorce is so easy these days, and it's too easy. Uh, it really is the most 
stressful, unpleasant thing. It's horrendous, isn't it? Man alive. I was at my wit's end this weekend. No idea when it's going through. My solicitors just charged me another 250 quid on top of the 1,800 pounds I've paid them already. And they haven't done anything yet. Literally haven't done anything. And just the arguments and, oh, man, my kids have been great through it. Uh, and, um, oh, God, I've been living in this flat for nearly two years. Jeez. I'll post a picture of the room. I'm, it's not flat. It's a room. I'll post a picture of the room later on. So you can say, and, you know, people live in worse circumstances than that. I get it. I get it. Two years I've been going absolutely nuts. And um, it's just so stressful and so tense. And um, you don't know what it's like until you're going through it. And it, so if you are going through it, man, woman, you got my sympathy, guys, because it's, uh, it's a tough old thing. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Well, we talked about Twitter. We've talked about why is the world so mean? We've talked about pimples. Uh, Vince Vaughan. Oh, Elon Musk, man. Elon Musk. You know, um, he, thank you, Catherine. You know, he sent um, a silly little rocket, an underwater rocket, submarine, is it, to help the Thai boys, right? And uh, trapped in the cave. And, and, and it was it was obviously never going to work. And there was a great clip of the British, one of the British rescuers saying, he turned up, this thing was never going to work. He was obviously doing it for publicity. He was sent away very quickly. Right? And he's, this guy was quite angry. And then at the weekend, Elon, multi-billionaire um, uh, Elon Musk and, and, and right-wing uh, donator tweeted, uh, I, bet, I bet he's a pedo guy. Called him a pedo guy, I think, was the term. Well, he, he slung the term out like, oh, like it was just a, like a, a, a slight, you know, and then someone went, you really calling him a pedo, this guy? Uh, and he doubled down on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I bet you a signed dollar he is. Why else was he in Thailand? Now, Limmy pointed out, right, that, that there are three possible outcomes to this, right? One, the guy is a pedo. And, and somehow Elon Musk knows something that nobody, I'm not for a second suggesting he is. I'm just saying these are, these are three possible options, right? Elon Musk has got it right, either by pure luck or uh, he knows something we don't know, right? In which case, the guy can't do anything. Two, the guy sues the ass off of him. Three, Elon Musk gives him a billion dollars to pretend he's a pedo, <laughs> which is a great way around it. You can say, look, I'm really sorry I called you it. I can't say sorry in public. Here's a billion dollars if you pretend. But this guy, I mean, this guy's a hero, right? This guy risked his life and, and, and someone died. You know, this guy risked his life to, to help some kids, some, you know, and a, a, a spoiled privileged billionaire show-off has said that he rapes children what what it is just it's incredible that whole thing of of uh, you know i mean he's not just a he's not just rich he's a billionaire you know this guy has got so much money that you can say, all right. So, so, so this the, the guy sues him, right? It's going to cost a lot of money, but I'm sure that the, the, there would be a crowdfunder. There'd be many people that'd be happy to contribute. All right, Elon Musk gets gets has to pay damages, million dollars. So that's nothing. Nothing million dollars is nothing to that guy. So, all right, a million dollars, fine. 
so what? So what? It's it, it, just the fact that that um that, that my, it's like watching that um uh, and CJ and Andy stay there. It's like watching that uh, the staircase thing, and it's a, a, a wealthy white guy um, who can afford the best lawyers, who can come up with the best. In in America more so than in Britain, but certainly in Britain, America more so. Certainly in this country, though. if you if you're rich. You can pretty much get away with that. You get anything. a different kind of justice, don't you? Um, and not necessarily colour, because cause look at O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson murdered his wife, right? Okay, I think we can say that, right? Um, but because he had, the, you know, he he was a millionaire, he could get the best lawyers that could be that could say, be, be, okay, beyond reasonable doubt, you know. Um, and there was a lot a lot of kind of racial stuff going on with with, with you know because anyway. Um, but but if you've got money in America, you can get the best lawyers. I don't think the system is quite... The system over there isn't bent, but it's certainly an uneven playing field. I don't think it's quite like that over here. Yeah, if you you, you, you know, you, you can afford better lawyers. But I don't think it quite, the system works quite the same way. There is a... Re, I mean, we think that it's unequal in this country, the, the colour divide in prisons. Yeah, in yeah. America, it is yeah. so much more pronounced... And there's a reason behind that, and it's generally to do with economics. Yeah. But that guy, um, apparently there's talk of that this guy's considering suing Elon Musk, and it'll mean nothing to him, but the thing that will have kicked him a, a little more is that his share price went down over the weekend. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Idiot. Absolute idiot. I, I kind of always had a, a, a slight, you know, respected the maverick of Elon Musk, and I thought the, the, the car in space thing was funny. But it turns out he's just a, he's just a, a, a spoiled baby. That he's king baby, and when he doesn't get his way, he just chucks every his toys out of the old uh, the old proverbial Pramington perambulator. Um, oh, I was thinking of writing a song. Right, but all of the words in it, it would be the full length words. So it'd be like perambulator, aeroplane, mm-hmm. omnibus, refrigerator, refrigerator. Um, I think that might actually be it. Sounds good, though. It does sound good, doesn't yeah. it? It's a good idea for a song. All you the words so. are... Long words. Let's go to... Uh, yeah, and I will call it... Uh, long song. Uh, no, no, because it would be short song, but I call it long. It's, 70, it's a 70... It's a 70-year-old man on the line next. <laughs> Can you hear us, CJ? It, it's interesting, that, because uh, that wasn't actually me that sent that in. Oh, Jimmy, 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 record! Jimmy, 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 Hill. Was it your friend from another school who we wouldn't know? No. I, I don't, I don't, I don't own a mobile phone. Oh, I come on, mate. I, honestly, Bend I over and pull. <laughs> I'm I'll, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Year. Literally not had a mobile since last year, so not me. Oh. I don't, I think you're... Uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. I, I, interesting you say you haven't had a mobile since last year. What was the last phone call you made? Do you remember, sir? Uh, gosh. Don't know. Because I remember the last phone call I made. It was to my good lady wife to tell her I'd be home late because I was investigating this case <laughs> of someone apparently sending false texts to a, a very busy Australian astrologer on the Howard Hughes bullshit <laughs> show. <laughs> But um, no, I, don't, I do not have a mobile. Uh, and you're from Manchester, Kath. If you see the number on the screen, it's an 0161 number. It's a landline. I can't see the screen. Okay. I see the department. Right. <laughs> Who's the name? 
just because you're calling from a landline. I'm trying to be Columbo, by the way. I, hope I, noticed, I, I got that. Sir, excuse me, sir. Just because you're calling from a landline, it doesn't mean that you don't have a mobile phone, sir. Yeah, yeah, I hope you don't think I'm being rude when I suggest that, sir. I don't have one. <laughs> oh, dear. But it's, it's, it's brought on to something. Do you want a horoscope? We can give you one. I'll give you a horoscope. <laughs> but it's not the first time someone's um, got in touch with shows and talk radio saying they're CJs. happened before. Mm. Well, I mean, CJ, it, there's, there's three possible explanations. One yep. is you. Yep. Two, um, actually, well, it's you and your line. Two, it's um, and someone else called CJ. I find that yeah. very hard to believe. And three, and this is the most likely one, yeah. that it's um, there are two of you on this planet right now. <laughs> oh, God, that's scary. One of whom is 70. Yeah. But the, the, the last time someone said they were me, and they were emailing you in one of your shows a while ago, uh, sending uh, saying, how dare you say my name on this show? How dare you do that? And well, I remember it, it. Remember it well. Yeah, and stuff like this stuff. I mean, um, this is. I was going to ring in about this before. You know, when you're talking about the bullying. Yeah. Um, a few uh, months ago, I, I used to run this page called uh, Stockport Tourism, and someone actually Stop made Stockport Tourism. Yeah. Stockport. Oh, this is stop all tourism. I thought yeah, this was a weird thing. To... Hang on a minute. Catherine's eating melted chocolate on a white jacket. <laughs> Some just fell on you, Catherine. Stand up. Has she done a cath? And don't shake your booty like that. Has she, oh, have you, you're eating melted chocolate whilst wearing a white jacket. Catherine's it's machine you, washable. I'm not done. Have you learnt nothing from your history? No. Do you know, my wedding, CJ, I didn't have anything that wasn't, wasn't beige. How would he I know? I was going to drop. Well. How would CJ <laughs> I didn't have know any your, gravy on my chicken? How would CJ know your wedding? You spurned him to to get with your husband. He's he's <laughs> he's tried to blank your wedding out of his life, and you brought it up again. You just rubbed it in his face, which is what he wanted. I'm Sorry, never been CJ. to a wedding either, just to pro line. Champagne. Have you never been to a wedding? Never been to a wedding. They are boring. Well, I'm not missed it then. No, they honestly they are boring. Well, I like taking up my own myself, but uh, you know, going to one like that. Right, I don't want to get, in, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> I don't want to get involved with an ex of yours, but an ex of yours is tweeting me. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Okay. And I, 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 this is why when I unblocked everyone and unmuted everyone, yeah, I, 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 I can mention an ex of yours or I can leave it. I, I don't know unless I know a name, but you can't really say that. So what I can say is I can say his name. He's tweeting me. Who? Well, Kyle says it was CJ who contacted Talk Radio last night. He's bragged it's him online. Hashtag liar. <gasps> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I've got Kyle blocked on uh, Facebook and Twitter, so... I how thought you he... two were, were, um, uh, pals. Were, were, were pals, and you were running no. a rogue fan page, and it was all kinds of bullshine. No. Ah. And the rogue the rogue fan page was... Uh, I set it up originally, but then they booted me out of it, which is... <laughs> oh, Welcome to my world! Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> Athens. Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay. Well, gu- gu- guys, if everybody could um 
could leave me out of it, Kyle. Leave, <laughs> leave me out of it. Don't do me. Stop sending me messages. Everybody, okay. leave me out of it. I don't Jeremy care. Jeremy Kyle. It's Jeremy Kyle. It's Jeremy Kyle. Uh, CJ, I'm gonna um, have to cut you off. I'm afraid. Okay. There we go. Stop all tourism. Stop all tourism. That's what CJ wants. Well, I think he makes quite a good point. What do you think? Is it time we stopped all tourism? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Give us a call. Let's get your views on it. This is Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, right? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We've got um, a yes word or S word sent in by Noel Taylor. So we'll do that in a bit. Um, I want to play Brian Wilson's dad in the Help Me Ronda recording sessions. And we might... Well, let's just speak to uh, um, online troll Andy from Sheffield first. Good evening, Andy. Hey, Ian. How you doing? Wait! How? What? Right. What What time is the last train from Sheffield to Manchester? It's... It's... it's they run all night. <laughs> <laughs> all, all night. All night. I'll, I'll tell you a story. I ended up homeless in Manchester at a gay pride once. <laughs> That was an experience. Wowzers. I, but, I, well, I, you know, I'm sure that could that could have a happy ending. If, oh, it don't. definitely did. No, I'm, it sure, I'm sure did. it could. I'm sure it'd be fantastic. Worse places to end up homeless than at Pride, I'm sure. Lots of lovely people would would uh, offer to help. Well, I ended up crashing in a 24-hour sauna, and the rest of it is a bit of a blur. Wow. Did you lose weight? <laughs> uh, he he would have done. It would have done about seven milligrams a time. Oh, now. stop it! Now. <laughs> anyway, listen. I'm staying next to where you and Cass are performing on the 28th. Right. So uh, if you miss your last train home on that night, just crash at mine. It'll be fine. Hang on a minute. What? What? what well, on the 28th, obviously, that's the night we're doing the show in Man. So you're the guy that wanted us to come to Sheffield. Yeah, that's right. To do the show on the 27th. Yeah. Right. But now you want to sleep with us the night after? Well, I'm not saying both, unless, you know, um, Ian said I could feel his wrath. Wrath. Yeah, if you're going to pronounce... If you're going to I say wrath. Right, well, you're wrong, because we've had this before. That's the Americanism. It's wrath. Okay, well, this is, the, this is why we've got Brexit. So, because um, people don't care. So it goes back to a call from, from earlier on from Tarek about people not caring. Oh, you're so right it'll there, ties you're in. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's the thing, right? Obviously, what? we're planning to stay in Manchester. Yeah. We're doing a show that finishes about 10... We're going to stay in Manchester, yeah? Yeah. So, so obviously, we found somewhere to stay in Manchester on that night. Yeah, but, you know... Shaggy Pony. Sorry? Oh, I love a good Shaggy Pony. Shaggy Pony. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, plans change. Well, no, no, no plans. <laughs> the plan where we have booked a hotel do not change as much that ends up with us sleeping with a fan unless we are drugged. So can I come round to yours instead, then? Oh, for God's sakes, go away. How do I cut him off? Right, he's gone. I've cut him off. <laughs> no, he's still there. Right, he's gone now. Oh, my. Outrageous. Still, I mean, if you've got nothing else to do. Um, let's play a bit of this Murray Wilson. So Murray Wilson, dad of the Beach Boys, um, pushed them hard Would um, when they were on their first tours. Um, when they were, you know, when they'd had hits, if they, uh, he would go on tour with them. And if they swore, they would get fined. Certainly not allowed to bring girls back to the hotel. And, and he used to produce, he produced the first couple of records and, and on and on it went. Um, 
until eventually it was obvious that Brian Wilson had something special going for him and they sacked Murray Wilson. Uh, 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 and it, it was humiliating for him. He was absolutely devastated. Well, because he was used to being able to throw his weight about. Oh wasn't God! He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the dad. Um, I'm going to play this. There might be a couple of swears in it, so I've got. To, I'll have to hover. We'll see how much we can get. So this is the recording sessions for Help Me Rhonda, one of the biggest hits they had, right? So this is them at their peak, their hit peaks. They've had a lot of singles. Um, Murray Wilson comes in drunk with his wife Audrey, their uh, Brian, Dennis, and Carl's mum. Remember, Murray loves Carl, hates Dennis, and is jealous of Brian. Right? And you'll also hear Mike Love, um, their cousin, and Al Jardine, their friend, who's singing the song. And I think you'll hear the engineer, Chuck Brintz. It's a long time since I've heard this. So I can't quite remember who's there. Um, I, 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 so this is, have a listen. This is, this is incredible. I come in late at night, and in the morning I just lay in bed. Why do you look so fine? And I know Hey, uh, you missed the sinko pretty bad. That's Brian. Turn that down a little bit. That's Brian. Brian, that, that's the dad. Shrill. We're missing all of those. Help me run on Mike. We missed it all. That's Murray. Okay? You're doing great. Loosen up. Brian, you got a wonderful tune here. I'm sorry to yell. Al, loosen up a little more. I'll say sexy Rhonda more. Rhonda more soft and sexy. Brian, have the guys loosen up. You got a beautiful tune here. Loosen up. You're so tight, fellas. I can't believe it. I put you over to my Here we go. No, no, listen, syncopate a little. That's Murray. What are the words? Say it. Since you put me down, I've been out doing it. Show him how to do it just once, Dad. Let me do it. Sing it. Sing it. Since you put me down. No. Since you put me down. Go on. Go on that kick. Since you put me down. No, no. Since you put me down. No, no. Since you put me down, baby, baby. Don't sing with it, let him sing it once. You want me to leave, Brian? <laughs> no, I just wanted you to let him sing it. Mother and I can leave now. Here we go, uh, duplicated like last time, huh? When you sing Rhonda, make it sexy and soft. Rhonda, you look so fine. Okay. Rhonda, you look so fine. Look so Brian, your voice is shrilling through everybody. Carl, we can't hear Carl. We can hear Dennis, but we can't hear Mike. We can't hear Mike, and we can hardly hear hear Al. Can we hear a chord? Just a chord like we used to. When you used to sing clear records, okay? Let's go. Brian, I'm a genius too. Let's go. She was gonna be my wife and I Brian, fellas, I have 3,000 words to say. Quit screaming and start singing from your hearts, huh? You're doing fine now. Watch your oohs. Come in on the low notes, Mike. Carl, ooh, you're ooh. Come on. Dennis, you're flatting. Okay, Mike, you're flatting on your high notes. Let's go. Let's roll. So you're big stars. Let's fight, huh? Let's fight for success. Okay, let's go. Okay, fellas, you got any guts? Let's hear it. That only 82 words. I said 3,000. Come on, Brian, knock it off. You guys think you're good? Let's go. 
Let's go. What's the matter? You made too much money, buddy? Go ahead now. Say what you want to say. All we needed was help to loosen up. Dennis was flatting. Brian and Mike was flatting on his high notes. Yeah. We need help. We, we, need, who, who need, we need the honest projection that we used to have. You want to have the when like you guys get too seven, much right? when you guys get too much money, you start you start thinking you're going to make everything a hit. Okay. Now listen, let me tell you something. Yes. When you guys get so big that you can't sing from your hearts, you're going downhill. 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 So I was too loud, but we wanted to make him sing with confidence. He needs uh, it. Well, that doesn't make him sing with confidence. He can't hear you turn the knob. Well. I've protected you for 22 years, but I can't go on if you're not going to listen to an intelligent man against many people that tried to hurt you. Are you okay. going now? I'm no. This is all awfully unfair for you to. Are you going or staying? I don't know. It's going what you want. If you want to fight for success, I'll go all out. No, I don't. We don't do that. You think you got it made? No, we don't. Son. We would like to record under an atmosphere you. of calmness. And I love not you. My mother loves you. Look, we like to relax. First of all, you should never have all these people here. Second of all, who's Second of all, they're not saying anything. You You're the one who's talking. You forget to sing from your hearts. I try to give you tips, and you think because you've had a few hits, you got it made. And son, remember this. You always have to fight for success because it comes from your heart. Success never comes you, from a phony singing for money. You have to sing from your heart. Go tell Johnny Rivers that. Not I don't care who you tell. Dale, Capitol Records, anybody. You sing from your heart because you can't compete with the brains that are trying to hurt you. Please remember that you can only... I'm sorry, I can't talk anymore. You can only fight from the bottom of your hearts. When you forget to sing from your heart, you do it. But the other guys are coasting. Uh, why don't I you go tell um, Dennis that? Or who, who's, not singing for it. who's not singing? The guys are coasting. I, Chuck and I used to make one hit after another in, in 30 minutes. Times you guys take five hours to do it. Times are changing. You know why? Because you guys think you have an image. Times are changing. Don't ever forget. Times are changing. Isn't that amazing? Oh, how awful. There's a, th- that's the edit. There's, there's a 40-minute version of that. And he says, me and Chuck, the producer, we used to make hits in 30 minutes. You take five hours. And when he's going, give us a chord. And they do that amazing chord. You know, the, the vocals are incredible. You're flatting, Mike, you're flatting. Dennis, you're flatting. Carl, I can't hear you. Yeah, you notice he didn't criticise Carl. And it's um, it, it, it's, there's just so much in there. Um, and it basically, he's he's been humiliated. He's being humiliated by being, you know, he, he the, the, if he had not been around, the Beach Boys quite possibly wouldn't have become the success they did because he funded them, he drove them around, he did everything, and he he went and sold their stuff to Cap. You know, he, he kind of uh, he was very integral to their success at the start, and then they kind of, they booted him out. So he was humiliated, you know, and it broke him. Um, but isn't that it's just so incredible hearing? The put downs and Brian, kind of one of the first times that Brian Wilson was able to stand up to him and say, "We want to record in an atmosphere of calmness, and you're not, you're not being calm." Oh, it's incredible! If you if you get if you're interested, the 40 minute thing, just type in Murray Wilson, help me, Rhonda. It's on YouTube. Um, we will do an, a yes word or s word. So pick up your phones, guys. Get ready to dial, Catherine. I think Sam wants you out there. Oh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. 
Neon lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies, and train wrecks like me. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right, 03444991000. We'll take calls straight to air for the next three minutes. It's a feature that we do from time to time called Yes Word or S Word. The S Word, of course, is S-H-1-T. I'm going to play a song, uh, and you phone up while the song is playing, and you just say yes word or S word. You can say a little bit more if you want. Kind of give us your reasons. Um, Please don't actually say the S word. We haven't done this feature for about a month because so many people were calling in and actually saying the S word. Don't say the S word because it just creates a whole... The deal... Right. This is the trust I'm putting in you, dear listener. The deal I have done with my boss, Denny Morris, is, right, I have told him that if we do this again, you guys will not let me down, right? You won't say the S word. And I said I was so sure that you wouldn't say the S word that I would pay £20 every time someone phoned up and said the S word, right? So don't. Don't phone up and say the S word because it costs me 20 quid every time. That's how confident I am. We talk about trying to create a nice vibe, a nice atmosphere, an atmosphere of calmness, to quote Brian Wilson. We talk about that. And I know, guys, that what we have on this show is very, very special. It is a community right, where we can trust one another and where we all want the same thing and the best thing. So do not say the S word because if you do, it costs me twenty pounds. All right. You let me know when you're ready to go, Sam. You give me the thumbs up when you're ready. Um. Apart from that, phone up, say yes word, say yes word. Don't actually say yes word, obviously. And um, if you want to give us a little bit more, you're more than well, welcome to. Okay. So, here we go. It was sent in by Noel Taylor. I've not heard it. Literally sent it in 42 minutes ago. It's called Dear Ian. I hope you are well. I have made a song called Taking It All Away. Well, let's have a little listen. Here we go. Yes, word or S word? 0344 499 1000. Call straight to air. I think this is just the, 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 the jingle. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go to line one. Line one, yes word or S word? What part of Jamaica is he from? Jamaica, listen, under sufferance, it's shy. All right, that's 20 quid you just cost me. What is your name? My name's Zero and 20 quid. Right, G... 20 quid, please don't say the S word. I'll pay my boss 20 quid. Let's go to line two. Line two, yes word or S word? Yes word. Really, you like it? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Line three, line three, yes word or S word? Shit. Don't you dare say that. That's 20 quid you cost me. 40 quid now. Don't you dare. Let's go to line four. Line four, yes word or S word? Hey, 
en inglés que es una gran mierda. A big, a big shit. Right, can you just everyone stop that, please? 60 quid. Line five, yes word or S word? Yes. Thank you very much at last. Someone with manners and good musical taste. Line six, yes word or S word? Load of shit. Right, who are you? What is your name? Right, put the phone down, coward. That's 80 quid. Line seven, yes word or S word? Yes, word. Thanks for not swearing, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Let's try line seven. Seven, yes, word or S word? S word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Line eight, yes, word or S word? I like it. I think it's groovy. Do you? It's a... not shit. Oh, that counts as a swear. Flipping it. I'm down a ton now. Stupid. Bloody, I can't even tally up the thing. The only figures I can tally up are I owe 100 quid to Denny Morris. Flipping it. We had to beg him to let him do it, us do it Did again. Did you hear that? The absolute scumbags. Terrible. Five people phoned up and said the S word. Five people. We're building a community here. Wow. It's a community that I want, I want gated. And I want to, I'm leaving it. Well, maybe it was shit. What? Well, sorry. Go to the go play a thing. Christ. Whispering lunar incantations for cross parents. Um. Cross dressers. And did you know this about me? And cross rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On talk radio. The worst thing about this um, sex scandal minister is that he got these two young women to call him daddy. That oh, I don't get. No. That I don't. I I get a lot of things. I can un- uh, if, even if I'm not into a lot of things, I can understand a lot of things. But the whole daddy thing. I used to know a couple and a gay couple just happens to be and yeah the junior member used to call the senior member daddy. I think it might be. They were trying to say in the um, article about that particular thing yeah. with the minister that it was a dom sub thing, you know. A... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, pro- yeah, it probably is. But, that but does still, imply... I could never. Don't bring my dad into it. That does it. imply. <laughs> that does imply that you're fantasising about having sex with, at the very best, a stepdaughter. At the very best. But one young enough to call you daddy. At worst, it's it's a, it's a your little girl. But it's an old-fashioned thing, isn't it? That Mar- There's a Marilyn Monroe song called My Heart Belongs to Daddy, and she's not singing about Daddy. She's singing about a but lover. she's singing about a sugar daddy. A sugar daddy. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's... But I still think the daddy thing is... I mean, to me, it's odd. It's a, it's a horny... Uh, a hornet's nest. A horny nest. Um, I, don't re- I don't really read the story. Only the bits you read out to me as we were driving to Paul Simon. But... Um... I mean, no one comes out of it particularly no. well. No one, and those young ladies, I mean, they they took 700 quid, didn't they? And to do some, yeah, pictures. <laughs> I mean... Before they went, oh, no, this is a bit rude. This is, we're, we're outraged by this. I wonder if we can get any more money anywhere else. 
Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Noel. Ta- oh, Noel Taylor, we just heard your song. Yeah, you're right, Ian. You've you've cost me a hundred quid, mate. Sorry, do you want me to pay it? Yeah. Uh, no, because you actually will. I'll, no, I'll no, cover no. it. No, no, no. I'll cover it. But it's. Um, I think we may have to. We may have to ditch that feature. I think that feature's dead and buried. Thanks. Thanks for playing uh, "Taking It All Away" by Leon Rowliat. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. I love. I love that. I didn't really get to hear a lot of the lyrics because I was fuming. But I love that. You've got that reggae backbeat down a treat, man. Yeah, I've got a professional producer. Right, yeah, it's good. So what's the plan Matt with... Waddle. What's the... Glenn Waddle? Matt Waddle. Matt Waddle. Matt Waddle? Matt Waddle. Matt Waddle. Okay, and what's the plan with it? No, what, what are you hoping to do? Glastonbury? Um, no, I'm just... Uh, you can download it, and that's all. Okay, okay. Uh, but, what, yeah, go on. Oh boy. Your your song Miley doing it styly. It's absolutely it's the best song I've ever heard in my life. Yes, man. This guy knows his stuff. Who's your producer? Um, DJ Dan Carrasco. Although he is yet here we go. Here's the thing. He has refused to hand over the tapes of my infamous Despacito <gasps> session. Right. It, it, that was completed. In November, right, me, my Despacito session, they, that was a long session. That took 15 minutes, right? And he has refused, because I recorded it before the jungle, right? And yeah. then I did the jungle, and he, I kept saying, can I get, he was going to give me the tapes before I went in the jungle. And then I said, oh, I'm going away for a month. He said, oh, no worries, man, I'll send it over when you get back, right? Yeah. And then he saw me in the jungle, and he thought, oh, bit of the old m- money here. So... He says he'll give me the Despacito sessions back. The master tapes. For £20,000. £20,000. It's some um, Phil Spector and the John Lennon rock and roll sessions all over again. £20,000 he wants, Noel. So I told He's him he can shove... He can sh- I have got the money, and I'm not going to hand it over to a crook. So I told him he can shove Despacito up his... Up his inner. You know what Despacito exactly. means? Go on. Slowly. Yeah, so he can do it. Slowly. Yeah, and then fastly. And then hardly. Um, so so here's the thing, and I've say I will say this on air. Mm. DJ Dan Carrasco is a crook, a thief, wow. and a, a an absolute scumbag. And I will not pay that twenty thousand Dan, if you are listening, Dan, I demand that I demand my Despacito recordings mm. back. I demand my Despacito recordings back because I, I can't stop doing it now. I'll stop with it. I can't, can't stop. I'll stop. Can't stop? I'm so angry. I can't, I'm so angry. I can't stop the lisp. I stopped it. I, want, I, demand, I demand those back. They are my property, Dan. And God damn it, if you don't give me those back, then um, I'm going to instruct OJ's lawyers to sue your ass. OJ's lawyer's dead. Sorry? OJ's lawyer's dead. OJ's lawyer has been murdered? No. By OJ? No. He's done it again? No. OJ's done two? No. I find a lawyer. I find. I don't care. I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue Dan's ass off. Uh, and so Dan, you, if he's Dan's listening, so he'll be listening because he's 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 obsessed with me. Never working with that that scumbag again. I demand those tapes back. Demand them back. <laughs> 
it's done it you've done the song it's brilliant it's the best song i've ever heard in my life thank you thank you mate just rest easy on that yeah well hey no no i can't as you know no you once it's in you it's in you you, you you've got to work pull it out you've got to pull it out uh, like a tapeworm and i know what that i know i know it sounds gross but it's true i've i've got to keep producing art no i've got it's what feeds my soul i'll keep producing art until there's until there's no more art left and I, well, i'm they, i'm gonna do it we're very similar in a lot of ways we've got a lot in common yeah, and, we uh, yeah creative creativity like you say it keeps you going i always have to achieve something every day yeah was it a hit by the way yeah, it got to number 42 in the iTunes dance chart. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, thank you, Noel. So I just thought I'd... Um, Paul McCartney tickets go on sale today. So let's have a little look. Um, the O2... December? Sunday. There we go, December. Let's, 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 let's have a look at the tickets. Let's buy some tickets. Yes, let's have a look at the... Let's have a look at the tickets for Paul McCartney. Um... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. We'll have a little little look in here. Right. Sold out. What? Sold, sold out. What now? Paul, Paul McCartney sold out. How? Um... Jesus. Wait, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They'll add more dates. They never just book the dates. They'll add more dates, right? But for Christ's sake, I tried to blag some freebies and they fobbed me off. Did they respond? The eventually saying, nah, we'll see near the time. Mm. It is sold out. All right, let's go to let's go to StubHub, which is StubHub. So the tickets are on Ticketmaster, right? But StubHub is also Ticketmaster. Um, so let's have a look, see how much they're being sold for. Let's just have a look. Um, Sunday, sixteenth of December. Selling fast. What? Four hundred and sixty-six quid a ticket. You mean Macca Man of the People is selling? Wow. Well, no, these are these are um, uh, charlatans that are selling them. See, right at the back at the top, two hundred and ten quid. Get stuffed. Get stuffed, guys. There's one. There's one hooky website I know that I. Let's have a little look. Let's have a look at this little little hooky website that I know. Um, I really want to see Paul McCartney. You all right? You all right? Hey, the hooky website that got me uh, fourth row tickets for Prince has got first ten rows. Paul McCartney. Six hundred quid each. <laughs> no. Oh uh, no. Oh well. Oh well. Dream on. Would have been nice. We'll wait for the DVD. Ah, uh, sodden. Let's have a break. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We uh, not have an advert then. Did we do the 22 adverts? Oh, it's not like us, is it? Yeah, it's not like us. Normally we miss them. Don't sorry. Well, I, I, okay, fine. Whatever. Um, let's go to Chris, who's in uh, all the way in Edinburgh. Good evening, Chris. Hi, good evening. How, how are you this evening? I'm I'm Sparky. You're Sparky. That, that that's good. This is the first time I've spoken to you. I've, I've watched your show, listened to your show for for ages, and uh, I just love it when you do the accents. Oh no. 
Okay. Don't open that can of worms. No, but it's great. It's brilliant. You know, I just, I, I just make me laugh so much. I just every night when I, well, I don't listen, but the nights that I do listen, uh, um, I, I just wait, wait for you, especially the the American accent, like I'm you great do in New York. Master. I'm, I'm great in my accent. I'm not going to do it now. I'm not performing monkey. No, um, no. But I tell you what, there's a good phrase. You don't have to do it now. You can yes. maybe save it for another night. Yeah, cool. But, but um, I was in uh, a, a wee mall in Edinburgh, and I heard these New York folks sort of going, "Oh, gee, this is a small mall." And then, this is a small mall. And then, and then, and then they went, "Hey, Paul, look at that stall." And she, she goes, "That's a small mall stall." Paul so, in the small mall stall. Live in concert on the 25th of November. That's a word. That's a word. Uh, Chris, I hope and I pray that you'll be coming to see Catherine and myself live at the stand in Edinburgh on Saturday, September the 1st or 2nd. I can't remember, but it's the Saturday. Do you know, I think, I was at the stand tonight, actually, um, the the Red Ross show, watching that tonight, and I was driving back. But yeah, I'll I'll do that. Yes, man! you got to buy a ticket, because we've sold hardly any. We've sold 31 tickets, and it holds about 200! Oh, you'll see, you'll sell more than that. I don't think we will! (laughs) Well, everyone begged us to come to Scotland, just so they could laugh at us. There'll be a big queue outside, just pointing and laughing as we walk into an empty arena. Oh, I'm sure you. I'm sure you'll you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm sure we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Yeah, hey, Chris, nice yeah. to talk to you, man. Thanks for the call. Okay, thank small you. Small mall, Paul. It's a small mall. Hey, Paul. St- Paul. Look at the small mall. Paulie, it's a smally, starly, Paulie, Molly. <laughs> Hello, Damien. Hello. Hello, Damien. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Word Hi. up. What you got for us, Damien? Uh, well. I just wanted some advice. You come to the right place. Don't buy that car for a thousand pounds. That's why I phoned this place. That's why I phoned this place. Okay. Right. So what it is? I've got I've got a quiche Lorraine in the fridge. Um, is that was a quiche Lorraine? You say mm. a quiche Lorraine? It's like a, I think it's like a cheese and ham. Is it like quiche. a quiche Lorraine? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. The French pronunciation. Don't mock him. You don't pronounce Lorraine, Lorraine. That's Lorraine. You pronounce the region Lorraine. No, 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 no. But it's pronounced Lorraine. You're speaking of a quiche, Lauren. In the posh, I was saying it in the posh version. You did no such thing. Posh, can't you tell? (laughs) He is very posh. Yes, I just can't. Yes, it's a quiche, Lorraine. You say however you want. Yes, Damien, you say it wrong if you want, just so that Kath feels like she's in control of something. (gasps) Oh, you cow. Oh! Kath, I'm asking you predominantly. Yes. Do I put it in the oven for 30 minutes, or do I eat it cold? Why are you asking? I'm going to stop. Stop. Why are you asking her predominantly? Because... I think Kath's got more of a catch on, on the... Sexist. Lorraine. Sexist. You're, sex, you're a sexist, sexist male chauvinistic can I, pig. Can I ask a question? Can I ask an indelicate question? Yes. How pissed are you? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't put the oven on in this state, if I were you. I, I would eat it okay. cold. Cold's good also in this weather. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, mate, you're, yeah. you are steaming. You'll be asleep before it's cooked. Don't don't put the oven on. Yeah, don't put the oven on. Put it on. Put it on. A, just just don't even take it out of the foil. Just eat it with That's, a spoon out no, of the foil. No, with your face. That's right a in. fair shout. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had a good night then, Damien. Yeah, yeah, it's been all right. It's been all right. What have you been up to? It's a, it's a Monday night, mate. What have you been up to tonight? 
Well, no, I went to the allotment with my mate earlier. Uh-oh, and you had a bit of hooch? To water the... Water the artichokes and... and the to water your out. liver. <laughs> yeah. And we did water our livers with, with some cider. Good lad. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. But no, I'm not and chilled now. I'm I'm sat down on my bed oh. in my pants. Oh. Thinking about Keith. Listening... Listening to you guys. God, that's a thinking, great Thinking about Keish. Okay. <laughs> well, Damien... Leave you, the oven alone. Don't go near the oven. You enjoy your cold quiche and your pants. I'll have my cold quiche and my pants. Good lad. Thank you very much oh, indeed. On a plate. It's up to you. Well done. Okay, oh, that's, that's a high five, Kate. Boom. That's a high five. Oh. I do like cold quiche. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, well, I, I, I can't be bothered to... I'm going to take it out of the... Oh, have it straight from the fridge. Well, uh, wrong. We've got a lot of calls in this last hour, haven't we? Here's Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, mate. You alright? I'm good, thank you, We've Paul. We've got a call from Paul. It's a call from Paul about the tiny stall in the mall. Listen, it's just that uh, earlier on when what happened with Kath and the scumbags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to, go to Halfords, buy a dash cam. £85 would be the best money she ever spent. Uh, it's fifty pounds for a dash cam, and they fee it for thirty-five quid. You get a little SIM card, and you download an app, well, and it records absolutely everything. I believe Cather's. I believe Cather's bought cheap, which means she's going to buy twice. I won't. I'll, buy, I'll probably not use it. Um, but I've bought one for about twenty-five quid, but reduced from sixty. So yeah, yeah they're, they're still decent. They still do the job. I just think if I've got it, I won't need it. But I also, on the way home from uh, work, I often see Tom Foolery on the roads that I'd like to show people. <laughs> yeah. So why not? If, if you go to Halfords and they fit it for 30 quid, it's on all the time and it's not in your cigarette lighter. They connect it to your battery, so you don't even have to worry about it. Oh, fine, blow me. Right, well. And also you get discount on your insurance. Do I now? Excuse me? Yeah, you, you will do. Yeah, Baking powder? What the heck? Yeah. I'm oh, in. Well, yes, do Paul. Know, do, you know, do you know this Elon Musk fella called that bloke a pedo? Oh, isn't it incredible? Yes. Yeah, but he, his dad has had a child with his stepdaughter. Who has? Elon Musk? Elon Musk's dad married some bird who had a young kid, and he's impregnated the young kid. <gasps> Paul, such gossip, such rumour, we just don't know if it's true. Let me Google it. Google it. Because I bet Elon Musk's got quite good lawyers. But his dad's lawyers suck. Errol Musk. What's his name? Errol. Here it is in the Telegraph. Oh, God. Well, I mean... Uh, Elon Musk's father has baby with stepdaughter he's known since she was four. That's a little bit, Jeff, isn't it? The father of Elon Musk, the billionaire t- tech entrepreneur, as if there's more than one, yeah. says it was God's plan for him to have a baby with his own stepdaughter. Errol Musk, 72, described the 10-month-old baby boy he had with Jana Bezwedenhut, 30, <laughs> as exquisite. He married her mother, Heide, when Jana was four, but told the Sunday Times he did not consider her to be his stepdaughter because she'd been raised away from the family for long periods of time. I said, don't count them. Well, it, OK, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the most um, popular pornographies is stepdaughter stuff if you go on i i i'm a man i've been on i've been on porn i'm gonna say I've been, but the stuff that's on the front page it's it's all stepdaughter stepfather stuff it's time for paul ross to come in <laughs> but it is it's the it's the biggest thing i remember um 
John Ronson kind of making a joke about uh, about it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? What what, uh, what floats the boats? Good evening, Paul Ross. Welcome back. Good evening. Great to see you guys again. You're right. Don't worry about the headphones. You don't need those headphones. How you doing? How was your trip away? A little bit bronze. Look at it you. It was lovely. The journey back was the usual first world problem nightmare. First flight cancelled. Oh, yeah. 24 hours later, flight was two hours late back to Southend Airport. No. Got the very last train at Southend Airport. Got here last night half an hour before the show. Why? What was why, what was the oh, problem? Yeah, there's apparently air traffic controller dispute over France. When oh, isn't course. there? When isn't there? And Love um, it. but of course the the, guy, the pilot had phoned ahead and he said I've, I've asked him to hold the train because nobody leaving Southend Airport has not come from Southend. Airport. Yeah. Okay. People are very worried. People are crying. They've got the connection. They wouldn't hold the train. And you think, how can that possibly compute, given that it stops in all these yeah. small places, Sh- uh, you know, Shenfield, yeah. Hockley, we've never heard of, you know, before well, it gets into uh, well, London. Well, hang on a second. You're now going to get the Hockley contingent. The Hockley the, massive. Don't mess with well, them. I do have a story about Shenfield many years ago when my dad was a lorry driver and I helped him out. We used to pick up containers from the uh, Tilby docks. Yeah. And we drove through, and he was looking for Shenfield. It's in the 1970s. And he said, do you know where Shenfield is, mate? I swear this is true. The guy had a Mac on. From beneath the Mac, he produced a hearing trumpet. And then he gave us perfect directions. It was wow. like something from the plank, like a Tommy Cooper That's silent incredible. film. Yeah. An old-fashioned hearing. Go left there at the lights, boy. Wow. Second right, over the roundabout, you're in Shenfield. Fantastic, and he was right. Fantastic, But no, so it was wonderful. And it was, you know, Italy's fantastic. And yeah. they sell the best knives in the world. I'm a bit of a knife collector, and they have lovely knives in Italy. Fantastic, mm-hmm. yeah. This has taken a very bizarre... I'm an achemophile, you know, that? and achemophobia, A-I-C-H, mophobia is fear of knives. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the reverse, I do love. What, 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 what do you mean, what kind of knives? Like butterfly knives, all kinds of knives, yeah, butterfly knives. Not so much the, not so much Far Eastern ones, I don't quite know how they work, but, right. you know, all kinds of knives. I've got a wonderful lion dagger I once bought off a... Oh, OK, it was obviously for the tour, it's a Tuareg salesman in Morocco, yeah. Yeah. just outside Marrakesh, and it's a curved blade. Yeah. And the theory is, when you fight a lion in the desert, it. The curved blade allows you to get under its rib cage, pierce its heart, and save yourself. I've got. I've, I'm going to be honest. There's a little twinge going on downstairs. <laughs> I find I'm this going quite to Sword sexy. Punk this September. I bought my ticket. You know, I told you about Sword Punk, the festival. Yeah. I'm off there. Chuck, you learn how to chuck a broadsword and an axe from the back of a chariot. I want Paul Ross. When is that? You know, when the zombie apocalypse strikes. <laughs> And it's me and Kath, and we've got to eat you to survive. Oh, I'll be there with the, well, it's I'm on your side. I'm <laughs> saying this is not a weird hobby. Now he wants to eat me. I'm just saying, with, with all respect, you know, it's not about the weight. It's your height. You yeah. keep us going for three weeks. I'd only be two weeks. What's, well, this has taken a very unpleasant, <laughs> a very unpleasant. Like, just quickly tell us what's on your show. On tonight. the I'm show today, much. it's the end of the line for the over-the-top butt enhancement. We've got one of New York's leading cosmetic surgeons saying oh. that people are counterintuitively going for the natural look oh. when it comes to cosmetic surgery. We're also going live to Greenland, where, where there's a tiny village there called Inasuit, which has been evacuated because they've got the biggest iceberg they've ever seen on Oh, Greenland. I saw this at the weekend. It's astonishing. It's, it's, it's heading towards it. Yeah, it's astonishing. Is anybody within yeah. 50 minutes has been evacuated? Yeah. Now, there may be good news on that front, but it's a remarkable story. Also, hearing about the plans for two spaceports in the UK, one up in Scotland, one down south. So we've got all, the, all that and the usual old tosh. It's happening at one o'clock. Don't forget, you can download the podcast, What Me and Catherine Do. There's one that goes up every evening about seven o'clock. You could go to uh, iTunes or Acast and type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Talk Radio. That pops up. The rabbit hole pops up. Whatever. Thank you very much, Catherine. Welcome. Thank you. Let me say it with an attitude. Well. Well, now you haven't left any time for me to thank Sam. Thanks, Sam. Oh, it's cold. <laughs>